Hello everyone and happy Easter as well to everyone. Welcome to episode 2 of the Geekdom Come podcast. Now today we'll be reviewing uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice and uh, to help me get through this review I've brought along two very special guests. Mr. Nathan Johnson. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Patrick Bates. G'day, everyone. So we'll begin this review by um, going through a non-spoilers discussion of the film. Then we'll head straight into spoilers, talk about the broad strokes of the film, um, sort of the music, the editing, the plot, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll get into more specific points about the film, what we liked, what we didn't like. And uh, we'll finish off by talking about the future of the DCEU. So um, let's start with uh, giving our general impressions of the film. Who wants to go first? Well, I really liked it. It wasn't the best, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, it, at its worst, it's a good popcorn film, but as in the best, it's good DC building universe and all that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm probably taking a standpoint from a little less of a, um, in quote, typical fanboy of the, uh, the DC <laughs> universe. I mean, I've I've watched superhero films and superhero content. I'm not a huge comic book reader, but no, sort of, I enjoyed it. I I saw it with my partner, who is not so much. She does like the Avengers and Iron Man. She's quite big fans of those, but uh, a a lot of this may have left her scratching the old head with a few bits. Um, Yeah, that's true. Especially not seeing Man of Steel beforehand. Um, a lot of the characters were brand new to her and the intro was great for people who sort of know what it is and just need a quick refresh up to speed but for sort of bringing new people in I thought maybe not the uh, best and it probably due to time constraints but we'll probably uh, get into the editing a bit later all right there you have it um I'll give my impressions of the film I love this film I've seen it three times already um midnight screening on Thursday once on Friday and once yesterday and uh I've loved it more and more each time really I I'm trying to look at it not from the perspective of of a fanboy which you know by my nature I am and I'm trying to find Um, sort of a balanced argument to make um, you know finding some negatives about the film but honestly I'm having a really hard time Uh, there's only a couple of nitpicky things that I have with the film but they um, will have to wait for spoilers so just to give more of an overall impression of the film without spoiling let's um, go through uh, the music cinematography and the costumes so uh, let's start with the music what did you guys think of the 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 music the uh (laughs) combination of uh, Hans Zimmer who composed uh, Man of Steel and also the Dark Knight trilogy plus uh, Junkie XL who's really sort of come into um, the spotlight in the last year. He composed uh, Mad Max Fury Road last year and also Deadpool this year as well. So uh, what did you guys <laughs> uh, think of that? Background music I love. Like it always like kept me like nearly fantasy wise and stuff like that. But then I did have like if he's with like sound effects and stuff like that, especially like the bump, bump, yeah. bump, like just really took me out of the scenes and stuff like that. Like especially because they're going in this DC universe rather than the Marvel universe, they're trying to stand, stay as grounded as you can with a man that can fly faster than a speeding bullet. But like, yeah, it really made it cartoonish, nearly like really kind of took me out. But then like people's kind of like theme songs that they're trying to introduce, like. Like Lex Luthor's ones with the like the piano, like the ping. Oh, I ping. loved Lex Luthor's theme. The the um, the piano and the 
I, I think it was a piano anyway, and uh, the strings that they had with him uh, in his library with um, Senator Finch and uh, uh, going down to... Spoiler No, no, that's, that's, that's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, I won't talk about what's, what's uh, yeah. discussed in that scene. Um, and him going down to see um, his block of kryptonite as well, which is also in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, I really think the music was one of the, the best parts of this movie. It was, um, I didn't find it took me out at all. That was, It was completely engrossing, the music and the themes for all the different characters. I think that uh, that worked really well. And Very I'll, good. I'll just say one more thing about Luthor's theme. It reminded me a lot of the score in some Kubrick films, you know, Clockwork Orange, The Shining. It really yeah. sets a tone of uh, how, how his creepy. mental state. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I loved Wonder Woman's theme as well, the um, combination of... I, it sounded like electric guitar or something. Like 90s, like, like, like <laughs> <laughs> but also the the drums as well. I mean, uh, I, I just I love the, the percussion based music that was in this film, especially with Superman mm. and and Wonder Woman. Yeah, obviously I haven't seen it quite as much as you have yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the music was just superb for me. The costumes, they look. Oh, awesome. Oh, don't even get me started on Wonder Woman's. I'm so glad they finally got rid of the American colours on Wonder Woman's outfit. Oh, I hate yeah. that with all my heart. Linda Carter, who um, who played Wonder Woman in the 70s TV series, said that she doesn't like that aspect of the costume. Oh. I think that's just crazy. It's, it's obviously, just, she's she's biased. She's but, American patri- patriotic and stuff like that. Yeah, but Wonder Woman is not an American icon. Not, not in the same way that Superman has yeah. been. I mean, she's Amazonian. Yeah. How the hell would she have uh, a US flag on her um, on her costume? That's nothing against Americans, by the way. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the costumes was another great, great part of this movie. On maybe the negative side, there was one scene in the uh, in the uh, title bout, if you can, where the sort of bat armor that he's wearing, which I believe CG over the top of his suit, um, it just sort of slipped into that uncanny valley where it just... I don't know whether it was the lighting effects I'd put on it, but it just sort of looked really sort of CG for just sort of one scene and it sort of pulled me out a bit. But apart from that, I think everything else was uh, mm-hmm. was quite good. What did you guys think of the new Batsuit? I love it. Yeah, yeah I like that great, old Dark Knight uh, Returns kind of bulky Batman outfit and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I don't like a slim Batman because he's the only one that doesn't have, like, superpowers and stuff like that. So yeah. he needs to be bulky to, like, represent how strong he is in that world. And he is a fucking beast in rig, this film. A rig. Yeah, even when he's in Bruce Wayne mode, he's like, yeah. in a suit, he's still just like... Boof. The in- introduction of the Batman as well. Yeah. The first uh, frame you see him in is incredible. Yeah. I'd have to say the suit was good. The one, The one nitpicky thing I have with it is... You clearly see he's got the um the black makeup yeah, around makeup, his eyes, and, then when he, and then he takes, takes the it off and he doesn't have it on. Yeah, I, oh, oh, that pulled me out for a yeah. second as well too. I was um yeah, I was like, where's the makeup? I, like the one you see from the, the trailer. That's yeah. yeah, that scene where he pulls it off in the desert. Yeah, I actually think that those are little black flaps yeah. over his. Oh, that's what the suit makes. Eyelids. Like I looked yeah. at the suit, it makes it look like, but in real life, you can see it's painted oh, okay. on. Yeah. Is it? All right, yeah, yeah. And Superman's suit is a little different in this film. The, the colours are a little bit brighter. Do you, do you guys <laughs> yeah, criticism from that? the from the first yeah, film exactly. where oh, yeah. it's all like everything's dark, yeah. So they brightened it a bit up. I especially loved the way his costume looked in the um, Day of the Dead scene, in the little yeah, montage erased, of him yeah. saving people. Yeah, I think the which um, moves us into our next point: the cinematography. 
Um, oh. Larry Fong was the cinematographer in this film who worked with Snyder on Watchmen and maybe 300 as well. I'm not too sure about that. But I think uh, the film looked gorgeous. Mm, very good. Yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah d- definitely sort of one of the, the positives. The um, Not going too much into spoilers, but there's certain scenes with a young Batman that was shot magnificently. Mm, oh, yes. That whole, um, yeah. yeah. That was gold. I really, really enjoyed the cinematography on this. The o- opening of the film. Mm. Yeah, oh, that was fantastic. And with it, without it seeming disjointed, they were able to create a lot of different environments within the film because of the cinematography. I mean, as we were saying with Luthor's library, that had a really, really creepy way of being lit and to juxtapose it with some, some of the darker Batman elements of the film. Oh, every and... time Batman's in it, it's all really dark and like nearly ninja-y, like he's hiding in the shadows and stuff. Like, even though when he's in plain open, it's still dark enough that he's kind of like shrouded by the darkness yeah but not uh, in an evil way like he is the the hope in the darkness kind of like mentality he's he's like like a bit of a demon really yeah like like what um some of the promotional material is uh has labeled him as but his intro in the film which we won't go into detail right now but that was a bit like a, a haunted house scene for me and it only lasts for a minute or two but it's just little noirish as well yeah it's little moments like that i think that especially going back to watch it Again and, and again, um, which I'll be seeing it for a fourth time this Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going to see it Tuesday again. Definitely. Yeah. You're able to really relish in, um, in those moments. Um, I just think it was magnificent. It didn't have the same visual aesthetic as Watchmen did. I think Watchmen was probably a little more... I wish it did. Uh, ...comic booky and, and, and colourful. Mm. But it, it was definitely a step up from the muted colours that were in Man of Steel. And I think uh, a lot of people would have appreciated that. All right, so that'll do it for um, the non-spoilers portion of this uh, podcast. So if you haven't seen the film, be warned that from now on we'll be talking about plot details and uh, story elements, which will definitely be spoilerific. Um, so if you haven't seen the film, go go out and see it, because I think we would all re- recommend seeing this yeah. film. Yeah, and there's, yeah. there's like four uh, major bits that like don't show in anything that will be spoiled probably yes. in, in these things. So yeah... I mean, if you're a big fan of the of the franchise of Batman, Superman, yeah, turn away now, go out and see it if you haven't. But yeah, I think maybe if you're not not so big a fan, they won't be too big of an impact for you. But yeah, because maybe if you are going into this film cold, maybe what what we'll be discussing and explaining will help you give um, help give you a bit of a background to the film, so that when you see it, the confusing elements of it won't be quite so much. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll start the spoiler discussion by starting at the start. So what did you guys think of the opening of the film? The the Wayne's funeral um, montage with um, Bruce falling into the, uh, I guess it's a well, and also it's cutting back between the actual murder of the Waynes. Yeah. I loved it up until the rising with the bats. Yeah, exactly. Um, Only for the fact, like, I understand where they're going with it. Like, he's, like, rising the, into the role of the, Batman. The metaphorical but, yeah, change. Yeah, but it was... But it was so sh- like it just doesn't work. it didn't gel right and I and somebody that didn't understand them mm. would see it and like is Batman a s- like, like powers or something can he fly? But that's a dream that he and, was having. I, I know, yeah. I know. And it's still it's still like it was beautiful noir up until mm. that point, and then it's like arising, and I'm like, oh. yeah. That's exactly the reaction I had when I saw it. I thought, like, and it lasted and, and those for bats, ages. Like lifting him up, I'm like, oh, it's like a, a metaphorical. He's he's overcome his fears 
he's now the Batman type of thing, even though sort of in in other iterations it took him sort of like years of training mm. to do it type of thing. But it's a get it up, get everyone up get to speed done. type of thing. But yeah, uh, um, after the movie with my partner, she was like, what, what was with those bats? I know, that's exactly what my missus said. Mm. Right at the end she goes, what was with that bat scene? And I was like, oh, I, th- yeah. I think, think that that part of it wasn't an actual recounting of the events as yeah. they happened. Mm. It was... His, it was his the dream, so that's yeah. why it happened so quickly, I mm. think. Yeah, and I, I, I think what I foresee is that the biggest problem with this is sort of the amount they've put in and the editing they've had to do to do it. So obviously a lot of things in this film they've had to sort of truncate yeah. and sort of get it as tight as possible so that it's yeah. not three hours long in the cinema and then four hours long on the special extended that's director's what I, yeah, cut. Yeah, that's why I can't yeah. wait for this director's mm. cut, apparently, yeah. that's coming Th- out. 30 R-rate, minutes. R-rated yeah. director's cut, yeah. Which I think, even in the trailer, I think there's a there's a splash of blood when Batman punches <sighs> the Superman blood. against the, the wall. Blood. But there, there was oh. no blood at all No in the blood fight. ever, especially with the one scene where it's like, do you bleed? And it was like, well, obviously not. There's no, no yeah. blood the whole <laughs> film. He gets stabbed through the chest and there's no blood at all. Yeah. There wasn't even blood left on, like, the not, uh, the claw thingy. Yeah. Yeah. That the blood annoyed me. It was just like, that annoyed me in Man vs. Steel when they, like, Zod and that are fighting through buildings and stuff like that and just beating the crap out of each other. Not a bruise, not a scratch, not a anything. It is really shit how the MPAA d- doesn't allow any blood no, whatsoever. I mean, with, I mean they they allow all this brutal violence on screen, but as soon as you show a bit of blood, it's. But I I uh, yeah I'll I'll talk about the extended cut of the film coming out a, a bit later. But um, I really loved the depiction of uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne in the film. I thought oh, I was so badass of, of Thomas Wayne him to fight him for once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the first. It, iteration of of thomas wayne that i've seen apart from the flashpoint mm. um, alternate universe thing where he he actually tries to fight the the mugger yeah i thought that was amazing and he, even martha wayne as well she runs up to him and pushes the gun down or whatever mm. but another thing i really loved was um the prominence of martha wayne in the story as well because in the in the dark knight trilogy anyway yeah 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 i know i know, <laughs> I know. we'll get to that um uh in the dark knight trilogy anyway it was always the connection with his father that he had and that wasn't really explored i mean at specific to one parent or the other in the burton and schumacher films i'm not sure if in the comics it's been more of a connection to thomas wayne rather than martha wayne but mm. um i liked the uh the prominence of martha wayne and how important she was to the uh to the story in the end yeah with the connection with superman but we'll get to that later so from there we go into recapping the the fight between General Zod and, Man of, uh, and um, Superman from Man of Steel, but this time from Bruce Wayne's perspective. How do we like that? Yeah, again, I, I thought that was a lot more immersive, especially for people who hadn't seen it. It sort of was probably a lot more actual than sort of metaphorical. Like, I have seen half of Man of Steel. I was watching it on a plane and I fell asleep through it, <laughs> which I don't know if that says anything about that movie. But... Um, like, that was enough. It got me up to speed with what happened. Sort of bad guys, Superman saved the day, but a lot of collateral damage and sort of rubbed some people up the wrong way. Mm. But, yeah, I that scene did everything it had to do for me. Yeah, I loved it. It showed. It also, like, set up, the like, how human Bruce Wayne and Batman is in this, like, big scenario of, like, God versus man that they're setting up further in the film. Like, he's just driving around while buildings are getting destroyed and he had... Tries to do as much as he can, but he's like pretty much powerless. That that bird's eye view shot of uh, I don't uh, some sort of Kryptonian ship, obviously crashing through all those buildings, oh. and him in in the car below just 
dodging traffic and dodging the rubble, it was really, really good. And it um, provided a foundation for a really, really good reason as to why Bruce Wayne and Batman hate Superman and think that uh, he's a danger to mankind. Mm, yeah, it was amazing. I love that. Yeah, it just... And or even, like, his phone call with, like, his, mm. like, manager or something at Wayne Towers in Metropolis. Just, like... Yeah, it's just so beautiful. Like, it was really, like, heartfelt. And when, like... It was like, you knew him for, like, not even a minute. And then when the building goes down, I was like, oh, he's dead. That was one thing that bothered me. The fact that they had to be told by Bruce Wayne to get out of the building when... Yeah, I know. When uh, the Kryptonian ship was so close. Although... This is what I've, I've heard. The, I mean, obviously they were trying to echo in the Man of Steel finale and in this scene, like 9-11. Um, and mm. people in the second tower did still remain in the building after mm. the first one went down. So, you know, it's nit, nitpick at best. Um, but even the, the old guy, Jack, even after all the other people went out of the building, he stayed behind. I'm not really sure why. Maybe to just Captain make sure... Captain go that, down with the ship, sort of. Yeah. Make possibly. sure all his employees are out or something yeah. like that before he, the manager of the building, probably left or something like that. Yeah, but, um, I think the one element of that sequence that really, really sold it was Affleck's acting. He was magnificent in that scene, I think. I mean, mag- magnificent in the whole movie, but that really sold people, I think, on whether or not he was um, right for the part. Mm, he's a great, great dramatic actor. So <laughs> not just an action star, but sort of, I mean, even in Argo. That's yeah, the, that's... Soon, I, I just watched Argo like the week before they cast him as Batman. And I, as soon as I heard him in Batman, I was like, yep, Soruna Argo, beautiful. He'd yep. make an mm. excellent Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Definitely. he's certainly turned his career around. And actually, we'll get onto that um, a little bit later. I was going to talk about the reaction to Affleck's casting and um, all the casting in this film, really. But uh, I thought the visual effects of the the dust clouds as well were really, really good. Except the first little dust cloud that you see sort of off in the distance. That, that was probably the only visual effects shot in the film that uh, looked really, really fake to me. Um, but him running into that dust cloud that was an awesome shot. I mean, we'd, we'd seen it over and over again in the trailers, but still, that was uh, so powerful. Just hopelessness. Just like, can't see, don't know what to do. Yeah, and, and that just um, underlines the bravery yeah. and the courage of um, Bruce Wayne. Mm, yeah, definitely agree. Do we have anything else to discuss regarding yeah, just, that, that, that scene? Yeah, just the end. It's just like, in the final scene when he's holding the girl, it's so beautiful, and like he's rescued all the people. It's all like... And then it just does that. Like I, I, the bump, bump at first was all right. Like the bump, bump. But then it went on for like I don't know eight, nine, ten of them, and it yeah really felt like a satirical movie where they were making fun of it. And I was just like, you only needed a few of them. Just like I, I get it for the for the drama of that end bit of it, because like that's when he's looking up, holding the girl. Like oh, I'm gonna get that guy. But then yeah, it just kept going, and I was like. Oh. And what even if, my missus said, as she walked out, she goes, what was with that end scene? And I was just like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I didn't even notice that. I, I, um, I was just focusing on Affleck's face acting at that point because it was <laughs> so bloody good. But I will look out for it on Tuesday. Yeah. Hmm. No, uh, no, no, I didn't particularly notice that, but probably next time I see it, yeah. you know, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll break in the glass stand now. Out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the main characters of the film. I thought uh, the acting across the board was uh, second to none. Yeah, the Trinity was amazing. Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman to an extent. But Superman is just so hard to make that character alright to me. But um, even the support characters like Lois and like uh, Alfred, or Scarfred as I like to call him. (laughs) (laughs) 
They were amazing. Yeah, Lois I was a bit iffy always through Man of Steel, but man, she really came into her own in this one. Yeah, they they really justified the presence of her character in the film, mm. I think. Yeah. And um, really made you understand why Clark feels the way he does about her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I certainly think the work the actors did was good. I think there may have been... Some of the characters didn't sit well for me, but I don't know if that was necessarily the actor's fault or sort of the way they'd been written. Yeah. Um, like who? The writing... Yeah, I have an issue with the writing, but I like the, the acting itself was mm. amazing with each character. Like, the biggest one would probably be Lex Luthor for me. It just seemed to me like one minute, super manic, one minute, not so much. And that sort of inconsistency, I, I, I suppose it's the sort of the super genius or evil genius type of thing, yeah. but I know it just seemed like at one stage maybe the Joker was meant to be in this movie and then, oh no, it's too he, hard. He was actually, the, the, yeah. the Joker and the Riddler mm. um, were both meant to be in the movie. And, could, you, could you imagine with that many mm. characters in there? Oh. And Well, that's that's why they, yeah. they cut them out. And Eisenberg actually auditioned for the role of the Riddler and then when he was in the audition, um, Snyder thought he'd make a great Lex Luthor. Mm. So it, it, it just feels like maybe some of the stuff that they'd written for those characters, was, oh, this is too good, Let, let's just add that in, because you see it and you go, geez, that seems a bit Joker-esque. Mm. Not, but I don't know, it just sort of, it seemed like one minute, like when he's in, earlier and he's playing basketball and the thing, and he's sort of like that, probably more like his other role he played in Social Network, like the, yeah. the sort of the billionaire sort of philanthropist type of thing and then others like when he's um at that benefit doing the speech and it's just so disjointed yeah he's, he's like he like, he like stutters during the speech and doesn't know where he's going with his yeah, own speech and, it, yeah that that sort of like how's that person running like a multi-billion dollar business type of thing and he's sort of struggling to do yeah uh, it, it just didn't sit too to right with me in terms of it but i think that's probably what they were going for yeah and like there were scenes that he acted and I thought it was superb. The sort of social awkwardness of mm. of him, um, just yeah, inherent in his character. May, maybe he'll get fleshed out a little bit more in the ultimate cut. Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, I loved... Um, I loved the way he acted with his eyes. He, he mm. You could see the change in his personality a lot and it all started with his eyes like um the more and more he gets focused on the batman superman scenario he gets more and more crazier up until the point with the library in the yeah in the thing and then that's when he goes off the deep end when he learns the when he gets the info from the library yeah and um the krypton library oh the krypton library yeah, yeah okay uh I, I thought you meant the scene with no the, no so no sorry yeah the krypton yeah he's like he's like hey, and then his personality takes and that's where a lot of reviewers like panned him for like the the it, the, you don't see his direction change, but yeah, I reckon there was much something that they edited out of what he learns in the yeah library, the Krypton library I'm and stuff like that. Thinking that um, he learns about Darkseid in the library, that which is what I reckon. All that knowledge that he gets mm. somehow makes him crazy, and that's that's probably a, again a deleted scene from the Ultimate Cut. But I loved the way he turned in that scene in his father's library with. Senator Finch mm. after she said I'm, I'm, I'm blocking the as soon as he import. knows he's not going to get his way yeah. then he's like well I'm going on the attack then yeah. I oh, the love that yeah. and um, when he sees the, uh, when he comes into LexCorp and it's, it's been um, broken into by Batman once he realises it's, it's Batman and that Batman now has the kryptonite you can see a little evil smirk come across his yeah, face like his because he, he knows that his plans are coming um, to fruition while we're talking nitpicks, yeah. Why, why does Batman leave the the, the bat? <laughs> just because he's Batman. Same, same thing with the with the 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 branding. The branding, yeah. yeah. 
It's uh, it's a big um, middle finger to Lex Luthor. He's also a bit egotistical, Batman. Like the the bat light and like yeah. everything he designs is all Batman like. But he's, like, uh, it just seems like Lex Luthor calls up the police. He's like, "Yeah, Batman broke into my my facilities," <laughs> and then it's like he's no longer sort of going after bad guys. He's just breaking into places and stealing stuff. Yeah. While he's stealing stuff that was illegally. Yeah, but um, he doesn't have to say that. He, yeah, but he but knew he Batman was yeah. trying to steal it in the first, mm. first place. Remember, he, he mo- yeah. on the, the car scene, which was amazing, that car yeah. scene. But, um, yeah, he knew Batman was trying to steal it. I think, like, he's been setting up that Batman, like, wanting to steal the kryptonite for ages. Yeah, ever since... Um, well, who, who knows how long he's known that Bruce Wayne is Batman and that Clark mm. Kent is... Oh, yeah, like, even the Superman. dinner scene, he knew, you know, he knows yeah. straight away that they're Batman versus Superman. Just, like, the line of, ooh, you don't want to fight this yeah, one. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Because why, why else would he would he think, oh, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne meeting? That's that's a that's a momentous occasion. Mm. Um, yeah, because, like, Bruce Wayne's prestigious, but, like, Clark Kent's, like, a low-grade journalist. Like, he's not even the top journalist. He's doing, like, the sports articles yeah. at the... What do you call it? He wasn't even allowed to do, like, the good articles. So he can't be that high up in the paper. I loved Luther's line in that film where he said, my um, R&D department is up to all kinds of no good. Yeah. Oh, I loved it! It was so fucking good in that role. Yeah. Now, there was a lot more screen time for Batman in this film than Superman, which was expected going in. Batman's been a lot more popular of a character. Um, yeah, the Nolan trilogy. Box and office-wise, yeah. It's, whether you like or dislike the Man of Steel, it had a bad rap. So they, like... Mm. Yeah. Plus, you yeah, had to set up this new Batman and yeah. uh, establish him and everything. But I think the reduced screen time that Superman had, it was very, very potent, all of his scenes. Mm. No? No, I reckon, like, he was good, but they just didn't do anything with Superman in this film. They they nearly touched on it with his, like, oh, I don't know if I'm a god or anything like that, like, leading up to, and then pretty much up until, like, you knew the Batman-Superman fight was going to happen, and they kind of abandoned, like, the character building of Superman, like, in general. Like, from there, and then it just focused completely on Batman, nearly. Well, I, I found that there was a lot of conflict throughout the movie within him about his place in the world. Yeah, I know, and it never is solved. And then no, but he he yeah. realizes his place in the world at the end when he re- realizes that this is my world. Oh, you're, you're my Lois world, and, stuff like, yeah. and um, he he plays his role on the planet by um, yeah. sacrificing himself to save it. Yeah, I just it was especially like along the lines of like the what do you call it, Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. It's so much in that comic about like that ideology and like because he joins the government and becomes their like nearly puppet and stuff like yeah, that yeah I'm glad they didn't go that yeah, route because that makes him a patsy yeah I know but they still like they just didn't explore it enough as I wanted to like I, it was finally a Superman like from Man of Steel that I'm finally like I've never liked Superman he's always been a boy he's been like Captain America to me he's such a boy scout no like depth to his character and stuff like that and then they were finally building a Superman that like I finally was a bit interested in and then they did nothing with him really in my mind. There was nothing like building. They just, he was the powerhouse through the film and that was it. Yeah, I mean, Superman was probably one of the weaker characters yeah. for me. Maybe it's because I hadn't seen all of the previous movie, the world building type of stuff like that. Like going in sort of the scenes where he obviously talked to his parents. Yeah. Um, were a little confusing, especially sort of, I mean, you, you find out at the end when he's like, oh, thanks, mum, who it is. But sort of for someone coming in off the street, it's like, well, who, why is he talking to this person? Oh, wait, that's it. But I mean, the scene where he's talking to his dad, that was another one that seemed to come out of left field. And I think you're right when you say sort of like it's building to something and 
and then it's just like, oh, yeah, I know, gotta those, fight Batman now. Yeah, those scenes were so like, oh, we're building, building, and then it was just like, oh, no. And then, like, you, you're right, Alex, at the end when he's like, oh, yeah, to Lois, you're my world, this is that type of thing, but that's like... Drowned out by the yeah, fight nearly. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, we haven't wrapped up his, his arc, oh, let's put this little scene in here, and that'll just sort of round it off type of thing. But, yeah, I, I mean, I thought the acting of Superman was good and sort of everything he did but just the the story part behind it and his growth was somewhat probably confusing to me yeah i don't don't want to get on my high horse or any of my my (laughs) saying this but i reckon though i mean to me it was a lot to take in that first time and seeing it a a second time i was able to uh, understand all those scenes a a little bit more now that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, because most I don't people know. won't see it again now because they didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I hope that mo- most people were intrigued by the film and want, want to go back to it rather than being put off by how confusing it, mm. they, they found it was. So, just one last thing I wanted to say about Superman and it's how does everyone in the world not know that Superman is Clark Kent? I mean, everyone seems to know that he has a thing for Lois Lane, that he saves her from the desert at the beginning with the... um from the, uh, the African terrorists or whatever they were. And, like, they live together. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, that tall, dark, muscly man keeps on saving you. And you've got one at home. <laughs> it, well, that's just it, a problem the, yeah. inherent in the Superman mythology. And, mm. and it's either something that you buy into or, or you don't. Oh, yeah, I, I, it, this is the best version of it, though, because, like, Lois figures it out in the first movie. Yeah. Like, where in the comics... She mm. lives with him forever and, like, never really figures Really? Yeah. Even when she lives with him in the comics? So many times, in a lot of versions of it, yeah. That, she that makes her a bloody idiot. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like, she's supposed to be the... That's why I was really happy, because she's supposed to be the best journalist in the world. Mm. So how does the best journalist in the world not put A Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. But yeah, in, in Man vs. Steel, she puts it together like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And I was like, yes, finally, Lois, that's not just dumb. But I mean, like, everyone nails. else at the newspaper. Oh. It's like, oh, so you were in Africa and you got saved by Superman. Oh, geez, your boyfriend that you live with, God, he looks exactly like him. Now, do you think that when Lois asks Perry White for a helicopter at the end, when she when um, she says it's not for a story, uh, he, he, even though he says Superman would would be at the crash site, do you think that there's a little bit nah. of an understanding between them? I reckon in this one, because they've made him such a low-level journalist, that yeah. no, he's such like the person at your work that you're like, is so just in the background that you're like, oh, there's that Bill, but oh, what does Bill look like again? Oh, yeah, that's he's so like backgroundy and stuff like that. That that's... Made, that's usually he's actually like the best, one of the best journalists, along with Lois in most versions of Superman, and he's the reason he's always away is because he's off doing like a, a piece in like Iraq and all that, and that's how he covers his like, I'm Superman. In most of the comics, but in this one, he's like this low level. Like, I can't even make up my own articles. I have to report report about the the football. Yeah, that's what Cavill was saying about his character ahead of um, the film's release. That he didn't go the well, the the writers as well didn't go the um, you know the bumbling. Oh, well, not not really bumbling because that sort of cheapens Reeves's. Mm, he is bumbling. I've never liked the Reeves films at all. I don't like any aspect of it. I don't like the Superman, and I hate the. Clark Kent. Clark Kent yeah. Well, I, I I love his sort of aloofness as, as Clark Kent, but that wouldn't have worked now because it would be drawing too much attention to him. Mm, so lovely, I, lovely I really like the, the sort of the, the, the stoic, even more stoic and sort of moral um, uh, version of Clark that 
that we got. I, I, I really liked it. Anything else to add about Superman? No, that was, that was my thing. <laughs> Rant my, over. That's your only crimes. <laughs> so to round off the Trinity... Wonder Woman. Oh, oh my god. She was so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm a super like super Wonder Woman fan cuz like I've always loved her. She's like it's not cuz she's a girl or anything like that. She's just an amazing superhero with no weaknesses. She has no weakness and and they never like Superman like technically has no weakness cuz like the Kryptonites Nobody has the kryptonite, really. It's only when they're like, oh, God, how are we going to stop Superman in this scenario? Oh, crap, we're going to have to kind of shoehorn kryptonite into this. Well, he, he has a weak weakness for magic as well. Yeah, but a lot of his individual comics never... Do. It's only mm. when they do crossovers that they put magic in and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, Wonder Woman's just like, awesome. A Spartan soldier, pretty much. And then, oh, she happens to be a woman as well. A lot of people will need to eat crow for oh. bashing the casting of... Um, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Because her physical presence in the film was oh, amazing. She holds the scene. Yeah. Like the, the one where the, there's Bruce and there's um, Clark and then Lex up on the thing in that in the, the conference or whatever it was, the yeah. one we were talking about before. And she walks in and literally everyone, I was watching everyone straight to her and was just like, oh. Yeah. Even like I was with a person that didn't know who Wonder Woman was and, and she's like, oh, who's that person? I'm like, just wait, just wait. <laughs> and her stature at the end when Batman's standing there, Wonder Woman's there, and Lois is cradling Superman's dead body. Spoilers! In her arms. Her st- her, I mean, she looked as tall, if not taller, than Batman. Oh, that's, yeah. That's she's great. She's taller than both of them, I think, in the movie. Because yeah. she's a tall woman yeah. in real life. Well, she's, she's been modelling. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I loved her in the, oh. in, in the film. She was absolutely fantastic. Her yelling uh, when fighting Doomsday was awesome. I, Ah, oh. ah, so good. That whole scene, like so the first one where she gets knocked back and knocked in the rock and she's like, kind of shrugs it off like, Ugh. and then the next time when she gets knocked down, like to the ground. And, and she, she smiles. She does the cheeky like, oh, yeah, yes, so good. And I was like, yes, it is a fight. Oh. And then she comes in, she like cuts the Achilles tendon and then comes around and cuts the arm off. And oh man. Well, she oh. is the best fighter uh, yeah. out of the Justice League and this really uh, showed that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I'd agree with everything you guys said. There. I don't know if I uh, reach quite the decibels you guys will with my uh, fanfare, but um, look, from from she isn't in it an awful lot. Just like the, which is good. Yeah. yeah. And it's already a clogged film. We mm. didn't need to clog it more with Wonder Woman stuff. But it piques your interest for a solo film, which mm. comes out June twenty second next year oh, for us. 17th. Oh, is it for us? I know the seventh June seventeenth for America. So we um, couldn't be too far off. Oh, then would be sixteenth then. Mm. I would think maybe. Yeah, because yeah, they seem to be released. Oh, except with Man of Steel. Anyway, with this film, they they released it um, same time around the world. Mm. But yeah, saying what you were about a clogged film, I mean, as much how, as good as she was, I think if if there was going to if it was Patrick's Superman versus Batman, um, I I probably would have edited it or not had her in the story just to make it a bit more streamlined. And I know what they're trying to do yeah. is obviously set up for stuff to come and sort of they've sort of trying to catch up to where sort of Marvel is with sort of their mm. their sort of team movies. But I mean, when when you think about what Marvel did, is they had a solo lot more films. solo films yeah. beforehand, and whether they're going to get the mainstream success with this one? Because... Well, they, they are money wise at the mm. moment. They've already outdone like a whole bunch of films already. Mm. They're smashing it. They, uh, they... eighty two million dollars in the US on the opening yeah. day. 
but you can say Transformer films made a lot of money mm. and but then they got a lot of sequels but none of those sequels are good because they know they don't have to do good to make money with those sequels and that's what I'm scared about this one yeah it, 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 it's the concerning thing did they put off a fan or a potential fan base by trying to do it too quickly and maybe making things a bit less accessible to the not hardcore DC fans well actually that's the problem I have with this film it doesn't find an audience it like tries to tease the fanboys and then it's like oh but we're gonna do a little like plot points too simple and then so fanboys are gonna hate that but then the main mainstream and then they they never give like they never find a proper audience they try and feed too much of the audience different genres of the audience and stuff like that and yeah that was my that's the overall of negative of this film it never finds a perfect fan base like whether it's your mainstream your fanboys your middles your like your women your men's they never really like too strong on one to end and not and weak across all really like jack of all trades but master of none i think it, it definitely does lean towards the fanboy end of the scale but mm, I, yeah. I think what you're saying is right i mean me not claiming to be that fanboy and obviously not being as involved in that universe there's maybe stuff that sort of i don't find particularly offensive but somebody who is who's a true loyalist would have seen and gone oh god that that riles me up like batman killing oh I mean, he never directly kills. Like, that's that's why. Yeah, I that's didn't... that's the thing. He, he, I mean, even when he's Batwing is sh- shooting at those people at the end, he's shooting at the cars, and it's I guess just the henchmen's fault that they're involved. Oh. But in the, it. but the yeah. final scene, the the one scene I love, the Mar- like the Martha scene and stuff like that, he literally shoots that the tank and that guy. There's no way that guy's living. Like. No. He, <sighs> Ball that, is, of that, that is one of the I hate using the word nitpick because I think it's more than that but it, they've got all this oh, he's causing all this destruction I hate Superman like he's destroyed the city all those innocent people died but I mean he's driving his car around like crashing into people they make a key point of that so mm-hmm. many times they drive it everywhere that Batman went was an ex- excluded area like the, mm. the when they fight, start oh, the, fighting the docks are deserted that's yeah. why I brought him here and even Doomsday like the news report just before it says oh, oh no everyone's gone home from work thank yeah. god and stuff like that and it's like oh so nobody's in the city anymore now in the CBD oh I'm sure yeah well I mean they're, because they're of just trying to yeah, yeah. from Man vs. Steel where they and, killed so many people and that's what they did in Avengers 2 as well when all Oh, yeah, the, I know. The building as well. Yeah, as a DC guy, yeah, that always grind me where they never nitpick Marvel for killing and like the Hulk yeah. in the Hulk and the Iron Man fight in yeah. I don't know Rio de Janeiro or some mm. Africa or maybe so, so, South, South Africa. Was yeah. it South? It was yeah. in South America, South Africa. But yeah, they, they smash up the whole city. Nobody mm. cares about that. Now here's another. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have a go at Marvel here as well. In the in the trailer for Civil War. They go through the three big events, the battle in New York, the thing in, in, in DC and, and Sokovia, and the amount of casualties that they show having been killed, it, that is it, the, it amounts up to something like 200. Now that's bullshit. That is the reason for Civil War in the comics though. They, they start, the government wants to register the superheroes because of all the destruction they're actually doing. No, no, I'm, I'm yeah. saying that, that they're lowballing those figures yeah. so much. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah they're they're just trying to, you know, keep the kid-friendly tone there as well. Anyway, that's that's my only gripe with the Civil War trailer. Apart from that, I loved it. Anyway, let's get back to DC. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how brutal this Batman was and, and I mean when you th- think about it 20 years fighting crime in Gotham he's gotten more and more bitter over the years I, w- I would assume I mean ma- maybe the trilogy of Batman films that are 
Batman solo films that are coming might explore some of his backstory in, in, in terms of that. But uh, I think moving forward, we'll have more of um, more of the no-killing Batman that um, has has been so so prominent in the comics. But I mean, Batman has killed in the comics before. Well, this version, like, it is an old Batman. It's not the super old Batman, but it's kind of like the one from Batman Beyond, where it's the Batman's that retired, and then every once in a while, was a crime, he puts on the suit. But it's like super old and stuff like that. But he at one stage nearly shoots a dude, like literally point blank, and then at the last moment like stops and all that. But that one nearly kills all the time until the new. I can't. Uh, my mate's gonna kill me. He's the biggest Batman Beyond fan. But the the new Batman that comes to become the new Batman. Terry McGillis, or yeah. McGinnis, or yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. Anyway. But yeah, he's he is like the good voice. That's like you used to stand for this and stand for this. Really? Well, now there's no person like that in this universe yet and that's why I was hoping if they redid the Batman vs Superman fight stuff that both would learn off each other like Superman would be like well I knew I about stories about you when I was a kid and all that because he would have been a kid when this Batman would have been at his prime yeah he would have heard stories like now he's bitter now and stuff like that because he's like oh you do all this evil stuff in the city but he probably remembered a Batman that was helping Gotham and stuff like that and during yeah. the fight he could have helped him with that side and then Batman could have been like oh, you shouldn't act like a god, like, be human like the rest of us. Because, like, a lot of Superman fans' favourite Superman is the human side Superman, not the alien, like, fucking, I can blow up the world easy Superman. Like, a lot of Superman fans hate that type of Superman and stuff like that. And it would have been good for both of them to learn off each other rather than the, oh, my God, your mum's Martha, my mum's my, my name's Martha too. Let's be friends. Let's go stop this other guy. <laughs> yeah, look... Because the, the fight, uh, the fight up to that pit was amazing. Fight. Even even though I have like Superman should have just landed and go, look, he's got my mom help. Like that, before that, even that was. It, oh. <laughs> he he did try to explain first, and then he got interrupted yeah, he by didn't. that. He but got he interrupted. Oh, some bullets that don't affect me are shooting me. Oh no, I'm just gonna push you across this building, and he like slams like, even, Batman across like, the even thing. He takes he like, it's like, a few no, steps Batman. even before he gets into yeah. the sound one. Like he has time hmm. to go help help. Like, because mm. it's, like, a lot. Of, one of my mates was like, oh, I thought he was, like, going there to kill him. But then there's the scene just before that where he talks to Lois and says, like, I'm, I'm going to talk to him and stuff like that. And he doesn't when he lands. Oh. He, like, he's like... Rup, 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 rup. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I still love it, though. Yeah, I yeah. know, but that's what I mean. Like, that, I wish they did redid the fight another way. Like, they set it up. Like, he was, like, he had... Um, Martha at what's name Towers um, Lex Corp Lex Corp and he told him uh, ages away and he's coming to Lex Corp and then he's tricked Batman into coming because he's no he's like tricks Batman into thinking he's coming to kill me and like Batman's things like oh Superman shouldn't just kill who he can because he's God Mm. so then that he comes to stop Superman from killing Lex and then that's when they learn from each other like you can't be a God and going around snapping people's necks to solve scenarios and then he's like Batman, you used to stand for this, blah, blah, blah. And then that's how they solve their fight during the fight and stuff like that. And then that's when they beat friends because now they've built each other's characters back to what they should be and now they're coming together and forming the Trinity and Justice League and then all my dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> do, do either of you guys think that the um, the Martha kidnapping thing would have possibly ever in early drafts been a joker? Yes. Oh, Especially yeah. the photos. Mm. The photos yeah. are like photos brutal are... as hell. And then it's like... It really doesn't even nearly fit Lex, mm. like how brutal those photos are and stuff. Like, has witch written across her head and like the makeup's all running. It's very Joker. Well, it's it's in the same style as the judge, jury, executioner, justice question mark yeah. 
photos earlier in the film. Mm, but yeah, I just don't see Lex doing it that way. He's more brainy. Like mm. the, the like, idea we're tricking both people into like coming to a point rather than like you have to kill this guy because I've got Martha. That's very mm. Jokerish. Mm. So I think that it, they they might be just going for an escalations sort of thing in terms of the brutality of the villains because um, that seems more in line with what. Um, Ledger's Joker would do rather than maybe what Leto's Joker. Maybe Leto's Joker is going to take it even further. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. He's, he's going to be totally batshit crazy. Well, I'm still excited to see if he's actually Robin, like an ex-Robin, like he. Oh, is... that's a crazy theory. Though. If if, it, if that turns out to be true, that's going to well, be. Well, Jared Leto looks young. He doesn't look like yeah. an old enough Joker to be the Joker that hang around and killed. Oh, what's his name? Jason this... Todd. Jason Todd, because you see the Jason Todd outfit and you know he's that. The what's that one called? That, that's not that's not the, the death in the family. Death in the family, yeah, yeah. That like that scenario has happened and stuff like that. So like maybe instead of coming back and being Red Hood, he's come back and killed the Joker and become the new Joker and stuff like that. So to give a bit of background to listeners who don't know what the hell we're talking about, uh, in 1988, I think, a long time, mid yeah. mid to late 80s, the second Joker, sorry, the second Robin. Uh, to partner with Batman was was around, and he'd, he'd been around for a handful of years at that point. And um, nobody liked him, though. No one liked him. He nobody was this whiny, whingy little bitch. And and so, DC Comics um, had a phone poll asking fans would they prefer Jason Todd to be killed or survive. And um, unanimously wanted to kill him. No, no, no. It was close. Really? It was, I thought it was, I no, no. It, it was. It was probably. 5248 in in uh, in favor of, of, of killing him so he did and he remained dead for 10 15 years until the early 2000s when he was brought back as um, the red hood the red hood which oh. is a, a, a criminal alias which is um the joker's original well apparently the joker's original yeah a, a like few, secret identity before he became the joker yeah there have been a few red yeah, hoods yeah there's so. been four or five now yeah so he came back as this crazed sort of and that's where the the, the twist of it is because yeah. that's Joker's apparent first identity, and then that's why he comes back as the Red Hood because yeah. he got killed by the Joker. So there's a fan theory out there that Jared Leto's Joker is actually Jason Todd. Oh my god! I'm so, um, oh. Although another thing, uh, another little tangent that we'll, we'll go on in the suicide in the first Suicide Squad trailer, there's a, a shot where they're in the hospital and and Harley Quinn's been pinned down to the table, and in the background in another room you see someone sort of swinging up something and bashing someone who's on the ground. And it looks like a crowbar, and it looks like the Joker holding the crowbar oh, as well. So that yeah. could work into it as well, but uh, that's just a lot of hearsay at the moment. All right, we've, we've mentioned it briefly, but let's uh, go more in depth into the Batman versus Superman fight, the title bouts. What do we think of it? It was brutal. It was great. It was yeah. great. Oh, man. Every time, like, one side gets up, the other side starts to crawl its way back, and then that's the top side. Oh, man. I've heard a lot of critics um, complain about the the long build up to it, and it's too long a build up, and there's there's not much payoff there. What did, what did you guys think about that? No, I thought it was a good a good fight. Um, from what it can be, I mean, sort of God versus man. I mean, yeah. like like he says, if I wanted to, you'd already be dead. So, exactly. like I, we mentioned it before, sort of why didn't they just talk? I I know why Batman's there, but sort of Superman goes there. Oh, I need this guy's help, type of thing, and then. Oh, no, I'll just beat him up a bit, I suppose. Well, I mean, he's he gets pissed off at the fact, I guess, that Batman's not, listen not, to him. not listening to him. And he's he's not he's still too immature, I guess, yeah. to really take control of the situation. He's letting his emotions get, get hold of him. Because, I mean, I guess the emotion of the whole 
situation he's trying to save his mum. But I, I like how in the trailers they were depicting Superman as more of the evil side of the fight. Yeah. Uh, and but in, and but more, in the movie it's reversed. More, yeah. 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 But that's what I mean. That's why I wish, like, as I said, like, Lex had Martha at LexCorp and he had Batman at the front of LexCorp. Because, like, instead of going, he has to go to go to Batman to fight him rather than, why does he just fly up in space and start looking for his mum and shit like that? Like, he has half an hour. Like, he found, uh, what's her name, Lois, Lois in the desert. He, he, all of us, like, they never explain how he, like, knew she was falling off the tower. Like, the, the one in the desert's alright, because, like, the, the CIA agent has that beeper and stuff like that. But how does he know Lois is on the tower and falls off, and then all of a sudden he grabs her, and I was just like, how did he know this, and how come he couldn't go find his mum? That's the pull of a good woman. <sighs> well, his mother? Well, he's a, bo- he's a boy's first love. He apparently. is thinking with a different part of his body. Yeah, let's 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 be honest. I know, but but like, yeah, how come he could find Lois falling off the mm. tower and yeah, he couldn't go find his mum? Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, that's another um, staple of the Superman mythology. That I guess when it was written back in 1938, it was more more believable than it is nowadays. Speaking of which, I like that little Easter egg that was laid by Perry White. He's saying. Um, it's not 1938 anymore, Clark. And that's, exactly. That's, that's the Which year is, the first comic Because that's Superman what everyone whinges about uh, Superman. Yeah. That like, oh. But like, I couldn't see the old Superman being this Superman in this world. Like, Yeah, it's mm. different. I mean, they did a d- dramatic shake-up to the Superman character in Man of Steel and they've continued to do so in this film. Mm. I loved the brutality of Batman in that fight, actually. I loved how he was just kicking the crap out of Superman. It was brutal. It's hard to watch. Even the third time that I saw it in the cinema, I was wincing at, at how brutal he was. Up until the end, where he was going to kill him. Yeah. And, like, and that's what we talked about. Like, Even though Superman, uh, Batman does kind of kill those bad guys all through the film, he never does it directly. Like, He never pulled, like, has the gun, aims, shoots, well, kills them and stuff like that. There's the scene where he's rescuing Martha and he's like holding one guy as a bodyguard yeah. and he's got the machine gun and he's like spraying the room. No, but he's yeah, shooting no, he above sh- everyone yeah, to, to, to make them duck, to yeah. sort of subdue them. It, it shows it. Yeah. But yeah, um, he literally like was going to stab Superman in the chest. Like, well, that's straight up like murder, murder Superman. For the f- uh, safety of the planet's future. Mm, that's still not... Yeah. I know. I, I, I defend... Yeah, Superman killing Zod, but like Batman just uh, in my mind he can't because like Superman hasn't got re- a real reason why he doesn't kill. Like it's just oh my good Kansas background taught me to be a good American and not kill anyone. But like Batman saw his parents murdered him in front of him, and that's why why he starts. He's like I don't want to kill because like I am the product of killing. So like I want to like stop killing. So I could yeah. I, th- I think weird. he's so far away from that point yeah, though. I know. That maybe the uh, the Martha thing helps bring him back. Still, it's just I, so I, convenient. Now let's let's talk about the Martha connection. I loved the Martha connection. I know you hated it, Nathan. <laughs> I really, what about it's you? just such a cop out. Uh, like it's just yeah. an easy w- way out of this. They're like, we don't know how to finish this fight. Like we don't. We've built up this fight for so long. We don't know how to finish it. Oh, let's make, let's have both their mums Martha and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I've never actually like. Because his mum's never, uh, Batman's mum's never been like a predominant thing in the comics. It's, it's always about Thomas Wayne, Thomas Wayne, Thomas Wayne, Thomas Wayne. So I don't even know if his mum is named Martha in the comics. Yeah, it is Martha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never put that together that both of them were called Martha. Then. Yeah, me, me neither until this movie. Yeah. Uh, but I loved, I loved the connection. What about you? Uh, 
I'm probably more on the cop-out side yeah. of it. it. It just seemed like that's where they should have gotten to. He should have said, hey, I need your help. Lex Luthor's crazy. He's like, got my mum. Can you help me save her? Okay, let's do it type of thing. But they obviously, because it looked awesome, have this big fight scene in it. And then he has to go from up here, I've got to kill him, to now we're best buddies, let's go kick some bad guy ass. Yeah, I think um, thinking about Batman's reaction in that moment, I, I believe that um, he doesn't want Superman to embrace the darkness like Bruce Wayne did after his parents died. Because if mm. Superman embraces the darkness in that way, he's going to destroy the planet. Yeah, mm. oh, injustice. Possibly. Yeah, I, and that's not the only um, hint towards in. Injustice. There's so many yeah, hints towards there is, the injustice. We'll, we'll get to that a bit later. So that's why I think that connection was really, really good. But on that as well, oh, that's one another one of those holding your hand too much scenes where they like flick back to like the, the grave. Like the flicking back to the grave was all right, but like, man, it like stayed on it and it zoomed in for ages, like nearly till like Martha was like full screen. And it's just like, I'm. I'm pretty sure we got that they're both met mums and named Martha. That, that shot was probably all that we needed. We didn't need a recap of the <sighs> the scene from the start. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what yeah. I mean. It's scenes like that where it's like, some things they don't explain at all, but then things like that, they're just like, yeah, we know it's the main plot, but like, people are not that dumb. Like, I'm pretty sure anybody in the cinema even had no idea about DC got that their mums are both Martha, and that's why they're apparently not fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> New BFFs. Yeah. So on that like holding hands thing, there's three like three major scenes that it's like, ah, oh, which is the Martha one. But then the next one we'll cover later with the like the rest of the introduction with the Justice League. But the that Wonder Woman photo, how many times in different scenes did that Wonder Woman photo? I think I counted three separate scenes that that Wonder Woman photo came up. The initial time when Batman sees it, another time when she sees it herself when he emails it, and then right at the end they look at it again. It's like. Really? Right yeah. at the end? Yeah. Like, right near the end, I think right when they're talking to each other and all that, they sh- they talk about the photo and stuff like that again. It's just oh, like... I didn't notice that. I understand, like... I would have rather you talk more about her background than just show that photo over and over and over again. Like, yes, we get it. She's from 1918 or blah, from blah, blah. From the standalone movie, you yeah. reckon? Yeah. They'll take that yeah. picture in there? Oh, my God. Yeah, That's what I mean. They're setting Chris up... Chris Pine is so dreamy. Oh, yeah. And then the last one that they lasted on forever... Which was a beautiful scene, but they lasted on favorite was the jar. The jar in the court case. Mm. That was so good. That was so tense, we'll though. Talk, we'll talk about that jar, the, the rest of that scene. But, like, when she looked down, like, even my missus was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the jar, the pee jar, and stuff like that. And then they flip back to it again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And, it's, and, and then I was like, something bad's definitely going to happen now. Like, you've ruined the moment of the surprise. I, I didn't know what bad was going to happen. But I didn't gather that was something bad was going to happen until, like, it showed that jar, like, a hundred times. And then finally, she still had to turn it around and see the label. And I was like, I'm pretty sure everybody gathered what that jar was by now. What Wasn't that more so for her realisation rather than... I know, but yeah, you, you literally probably seen the jar once, then turn it, and then... Then you can be like, oh, but like it just showed the jar over and 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 over again. And then she finally turns it. Like if she looked at it and like, and then turned it, maybe, yeah, just like 
it just lingered on it way oh, too long. Her acting in that scene though was, it was amazing. amazing. I know, but that's what it meant. That jar took me out of it because like it went back to her acting and then went back to the jar. M- maybe like, it's because because it was such good that they decided oh let let's stretch this out. Oh, it's a real dramatic scene. I know, but that's what I mean. But it like gets a bit on three nose. hour film. Like these are the little things you could have like taken yeah. out to kind of compress this film. Like there's so yeah editing we'll talk, probably talk about later. But there's just so many scenes I would have either taken out or removed somewhere else. The dream scene we'll talk about later, which was the biggest, like, oh my God moment in my life. What What did you think um, about the rest of that courtroom scene? <sighs> Everything in that scene is just amazing. Just like the presence, the Superman, the aftertone of him just standing in the flames and like yeah. his eyes tearing up and stuff. He never, like, a tear never does, which would probably have been a good thing. Just one single tear, just. <laughs> just, but like he's he's uh, he's welling up like whether they did it CG or something like because he's got like the bloodshot like red eyes and kind of mm. like glassiness and it was just very symbolic. That's what I mean. It's those scenes that built Superman up to be this thing and then they just didn't do anything with it. Do you think that um, the wheelchair was maybe lined with lead inside? I don't know. Well, he, yeah. I mean, they, he says he wasn't looking for no, a type yeah. of thing. Bec- yeah, that's the, that whole scene. Yeah, he sets him up to be like guilty for what he did to this thing, so he doesn't want to look at it. You know, like when you're guilty, mm. you kind of look away from what you've done and but, stuff like that. Yeah, that whole thing. He just stands there, the things exploding. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not sure if he has his, his sort of frost breath in there. Put the fires out. I'm sure not every single person in that courtroom was killed instantly. He's just standing there. And no, then, well, they kind show of the, shell shot. They show the explosions all, all around. I mean. Throughout the whole building. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I don't think it was just a bomb in that room. No. Yeah, I think because that it have to be a hell of a bomb because mm. it doesn't blow the building apart. It just like blows out, so yeah. it must be multiple but, bombs but still, around. Still, I mean, it, it goes back to my God. They don't like talking in this movie because he won't be like, oh, geez, there was a bomb in there. I know it looks bad, but like, <laughs> I put the fire out and I saved like some people yeah. that weren't instantly blown to pieces. I watched another review of somebody like who liked the film but he was like Lois knew what was going on like he had super, she, he, like she knows he has super hearing like she gets there like and has a bit of time why did she go there's a bomb in there Superman how, how did she know there was a bomb in there she, she kind of puts no she didn't know like what's going on but like, she knew it's some, a trap something, or something she knew something was going to go down Remember, that's like she figures out like with the Lex bullets and stuff like that. Mm. And that's why she runs there to like stop the scenario. But she's just like, something's wrong. She doesn't wrong. even have to yell. She can just <laughs> yeah. whisper it and he can hear it. Yeah. He seems to be able to hear her Yeah, because she gets there a bit, a bit before the bomb mm. goes off. Does she know that that's from LexCorp though? That, that, that bullet at that yeah. point? Well, yeah. 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 No, yeah. that's she's when she told, figured, yeah. She's told that the metal mate that was made the bullet was and LexCorp. The, and the, the mercs there were contracted by LexCorp as well. Mm. Let's talk about the... Uh, Probably the biggest oh, oh my god moment in the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I unfortunately had the, the flash reveal spoiled for me. Oh, did you? Because it, it was in an EW article a few weeks ago. I don't know why the hell they revealed that, but let's let's talk about the lead up to that reveal, the Nightmare Batman sequence. Yeah, what did you think about that, not really being a comic book fan? Like, um, Well, I had seen the Injustice Gods Among Us video game. Yeah. So I was... Like, I saw it and... Then when I saw the troopers with the, the Superman symbol on their arm, I, obviously it's a bit more sort of post-apocalyptic than that video game was sort of set. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it seemed very much the alien sort of winged creatures I'm not sure about. But sort of, I saw that and having the knowledge of that video game, I sort of put two and two together that it's sort of like a, it's in the future. Batman's gone crazy, whether it's... I think it was the same with the, obviously, with the real at the end. Lois dying is what is what caused it but 
that and and like you say, like if, if you don't have that knowledge about what that is, yeah. that yeah. is so far out of left field. But I mean, I knew it. I was thought, geez, because I really enjoyed that game, mm. um, or the story behind that game, I should say. Really, have you read the comics? Uh, no. No, oh, there's a comics set the five years leading up to the game between mm. like the death of Lois and then up to the actual game itself. Oh right. Yeah, and they're so good. Yeah, I mean, I just. I just loved the look of the scene, but it is, it is yeah, I, I, I can see sort of the placing of it was a bit weird, but um, I just loved the look of it. I mean, it was gorgeously shot. Mm. And that, that one shot of him fighting all of those mm. Superman guys. And being a lot, more, a lot more vicious Batman. Yes, <laughs> yeah, a Batman who uses guns. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I can see why it's there. It's there. It's his, his vision of the future. Is, is it a vision? Is it, the, oh, I'll, is it projected I'll... back to him like yeah. by the flash? Via the flash, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, in, in that game, the, to teleport between dimensions, they the flash runs on this treadmill to power some, some device. So what I, is the treadmill called? Oh. I don't know. Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, man, my other mate's going to kill me. Biggest flash fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, is it is it a vision? Is it just his nightmare? Like, you think, oh, it's just a nightmare of what can come, but then why, why is the flash I know, there? this is exactly my major negative of where it is placed in the film. It really should be torn out of that bit of the film. It's... Breaks the flow of that film completely, like where it's going, and should be the Marvel end credits bit. Literally at the end, when them two talk about um, Batman and Wonder Woman talk about maybe should find out these other guys and stuff like that. Make it a little less on that scene where we've got to find these guys to do this because he's that sort of scene's already happening in his mind. But like change that scene, be like we should kind of figure out about these other superheroes and stuff like that. And then credits roll, Batman in his cave, like working on, like looking at the like the justice league files and stuff like that, of the mm. thing him fall asleep scene happens and then him wake up flash coming through the time portal cut and then that be it and everyone would be like oh my god so that's what's setting up the rest of the films and all that but where it is in the batman vs superman film people are like is this setting up for the rest of the film is this lowest thing got to do with what's happening in the film like a lot of like mainstream people won't know it's setting up the justice league and stuff like because all that is dark side the big huge symbol on the ground mm, is the, the omega yeah, yeah symbol and those and paratrooper guys are his soldiers they're yeah. the yeah the parademons parademons that's it i wrote it down because i always forget their names yeah but they're the parademons from like ducks uh duck seed and all that so it's just like why would you throw it in this it's like terribly t- you and it literally makes this film like this is an all right film that we're doing but we're this whole film is to set up the universe we mm. don't actually care that's what that scene felt like. Rather, if it was at the end credit scene, it wouldn't affect the flow of the movie. And it's like, like Marvel does. This film was its own film, but here's the bit at the end that we're setting up the future mm. rather than like... And I mean, if, it, if there is something, it's like a, it's a small thing off the side of the mm. shot. It's not like a big sort of, let's stop the story for two seconds. And I mean, it does add to the story because it adds to his, why Batman wants to get rid of... Superman, it like yeah. reaffirms that in his mind. Yeah. But I mean, speaking of end credits, I think, and I think you touched on it before, the other one where um, Wonder Woman's managing her emails and she gets the one from Batman, and it's like, well, now let's uh, watch a, a, a 15 second trailer for each of these other character movies. <laughs> yeah. And put that at the end. But saying they that. They were oh, so cool. They, they were. For it, comic book fan, like, I'm a major comic DC fan, and man, all of them, except for Aquaman's. Mm. Only because how it was set. Like, he's all trying to be mysterious and not seen, but then he comes out fully into the camera. Like, I heard another 
idea somebody said like literally you just saw his eye like the glow of his eyes or something like that and then next minute the trident comes out and then it flicks to that other camera where he's like shooting off rather than him fully coming out I know it's because they're like here look this is Jason Momoa he's gonna be Aquaman and he looks great as Aquaman <laughs> he does he does but with like anyone who really cares about that has already seen the photos of him mm. in suit and I was like, and the mainstream people they're like they don't really they wouldn't care as much they'll they'll see trailers and stuff come out when the Aqua movie, movie comes out however I, I think they gave a full view of Aquaman just to reaffirm that he's not the sort of the campy yeah, mm, I know. The, the, orange the, suit the one um, from the com- the cartoon yeah. series where he rides yeah, a seahorse exactly and yeah. I love the Flash's little surveillance footage mm-hmm. i love how the milk bottle that he was holding did not move at all yeah it, it usually it stayed in the air by the time so he came quick. back yeah, and then awesome. cyborg which another step towards dark seed which is the, the mother, mother box. boxes yeah. yeah oh man and, oh, i'm so glad they're using the hit that origin story because that's the origin story from the new 52, 52 con- yes. uh, continuity which was sort of a reboot of the the dc comics universe done in 2011 mm. oh New 52 has been my favourite thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot well, of people they, hate 52, but I love the New 52. They seem to be taking a lot of cues from that. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, yeah. But um, I think you're right with the Nightmare Batman. Of all the scenes in the movie, that feels most like a deleted scene. Yeah. Especially all these things I always nitpick on, like, of editing, is only because this film is so bloated. Like, they're things that they could take out to, like, shorten the film and gave more time to character developments and stuff like that. And well, I, I mean, it may not just be about shortening the film, but sort of maybe take half of these, or not half, but some of these things out and give some more establishment That's what to I mean, other for, things. For character developments and stuff well, like that, yeah. Yeah, just like, I mean, it, a lot of the time it seemed to be jumping here and there type of thing, but like, even if it's just a few frames of an established establishing shot so you're sort of like hey now we're doing this type of thing before it just jumps into something you're like oh wait a second why why were we doing this mm. now that seems as good a segue as any to talk about the editing in the film so what did you guys think of the editing oh, i don't like whoever edited this film that is my major gripe with this movie how it is edited how scenes flow into other scenes like scenes themselves are amazing and then transitioning it felt like when comic books do crossovers but you not there's usually a core comic book that does like like a civil war comic book that is just civil war but then there's all these tie-in comics that like you have to read to kind of understand the other one like you have to read a, a, like an Iron Man 52 to understand Captain America 38 and stuff like that and that's kind of where it felt where it kind of jumped from film to film and then kind of they didn't yeah just I didn't like any of it Dude, I, at first I was like oh, the directing was horrible but I looked kind of again and everything directed fine. It's just the yeah. editing. Mm. The yeah. editing did jump around a bit for me. Um, first time seeing it, but second and third times, it was a lot less. Mm. Uh, yeah, but see, that's not a positive of a film. Right. Right? Like, yeah, you well, have to watch it two or three times. Well, I mean, um, there's there's the rewatchability factor yeah. with it. Yeah, I, but that's I the guess, thing. But if it's not good the first time, mm. nobody's going to rewatch yeah. it. it Rewatchability mm. is if it's good the first time and then it's still good the second time and all that, rather than it was okay the first time and then better the second time. Because like, you're not gonna get that person to watch it again unless it's on like TV or something like, mm. oh, nothing else is on on a Saturday. I'm gonna watch Batman vs Superman. Yeah, hopefully it's not. I mean, all, all these negative points 
about the film. Hopefully, they're not so off-putting that it doesn't. No, because I love the film. As yeah, I said at the start, like doesn't deter people from it, seeing it. Again. The reason I criticize it so much is because I do love it and I do love this brand and I want perfection from it. Like I do want it. I wanted a ten out of ten. And, like it was never going to happen, but like in my mind, that's why I criticize so many points because I'm like. Me, like they're never gonna listen to my this individual podcast and me saying stuff in it. But like, maybe if enough people say it, they're like, oh, maybe we will kind of like take on. Like, I don't want them to like be slaves to like the audience, but like maybe take some ideas. Yeah. Um. Did you have anything to add about the editing? Yeah. Well, a hundred percent agree. The editing is what sort of killed this in the water for me i mean like i said at the start i mean i'm i I think that the saying was said before jack of all trades master of none so i mean i'm aware of superman i'm aware of batman i love the the previous three batman movies i thought they were great but the way it was edited i think is a real disservice to sort of people like me and people who are even sort of fresher than that sort of I, i mentioned before i saw this with my partner and talking to her afterwards she's she's not excited to sort of see more of this or to go see it again type of thing mm. certainly couldn't do what you've done alex and go see it sort of another <laughs> two times within a couple of days yeah. but i mean i think that's the the difference between sort of something which is more sort of aimed at the the sort of hardcore fans and something which is a general popcorn film because i mean saying that like she loves loves avengers loves iron man sort of thing and it's oh, an avengers movie or an iron man movie i, I want to go see that but now from her experience with this, which, like you say, I think the direction was fine. I loved the acting and visually it looked good. Yeah, I think that's it was what just... I mean. Every, like, I, yeah, I wanted to blame Snyder, but it's not really because like it, everything a director would really do was it, good. The way it was put together, I think, is what sort of made this come apart. Mm. Whether mm. that's it was because it was too long and they had to like cut it down, or like the studio got because like it is well known studios get involved in the editing process mm. and like. We want this to look more like this for this audience and blah, blah. I know you try and defend yeah. Snyder, but like Man vs. Steel didn't do well. Like it is not known to be a well done film and that was his last film. So maybe some shareholders have like put more pressure on the studio to be like, Man of Steel's not known to be that well. So we kind of want you to be a bit more involved in the editing process. From the interviews that he's given, I, I got the impression that Snyder wanted the film to be longer. Yeah. Mm. But he, he said once films get over two and a half hours, studios get really nervous. Yeah. Well, that's the, the Tarantino effect. Like, he always makes like, six-hour movies, usually. He's, like, before editing, he usually ends it at six. And he does one of two things. He makes it two-parter, Kill Bill, or he gets an amazing editing team and edits it down to two and a half, three hours. Because, like, never watched a Tarantino film and been like, bad editing. And yet, he, yeah. he's always said he ends a film usually about six hours and then has to find a way to get that all down to like a standard film size rather than a gone with the wind size. So like, that's what I mean. Like I, I don't want to blame editing, but like other people have done it and done it well. Been able to small shorten the film or put it into two parts. They're making Justice League into two parts. So yeah, I, I hope that with, um, cause I mean, I really, really love this film. So I, I want, want it to in time, be liked more than it is at I reckon the moment. it will it'll be like Man of Steel where that movie was hated so bad yeah. out of the gate and then now everyone's like oh Man of Steel was actually alright like I like yeah, Man oh, of Steel god that's fucking annoying but I well, yeah but I we'll, like we'll, Man of Steel we'll get onto that in a moment but I I do hope with the ultimate cut 
it will become the definitive version of this film, like the extended cuts of the Lord of the Rings films are considered the definitive editions of those. Yeah, and I, I think also this movie's setting up a lot to come, mm. and maybe in sort of five years when that stuff's come and gone, and people are across all that the yeah. stuff that's being set up, and then they come back and rewatch it, and we'll be like, oh yeah, well this makes a lot more sense to me now. I, I can enjoy it on a on another yeah. level. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you before. This is like to me Iron Man two. Where I, Iron Man 2 was a horrible film to me, like, terrible film. But I've gone back and watched Iron Man 2 after all this huge Marvel universe, and that movie is, like, 80 to 90% building the universe. And, like, oh, here's Whiplash and Iron Man, and they fight, and oh, here's yeah. the F1 race and stuff like that. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's, like, Batman vs Superman fights, and the Doomsday fights, and all that are amazing, but... Yeah, a lot of this film is dedicated to building this universe. And Now, before we get onto that Doomsday fight, because we haven't um, discussed that, including, you know, obviously, Superman's death, let's talk about the critical response to this film. Do you think... Do you guys think that it is... Uh, I mean, at the moment, it's at 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. which I don't really... No, it's nowhere... Like, no, yeah, it's oh nowhere near that bad. I mean, no. Twitter, the, like, the, it, the Room is at 34%, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes, and... Some, uh, some people have Superman said Superman Returns is. is on 80% on Rotten I know! That's bullshit! <laughs> the Superman Returns it? is like one of the worst film Superman, like superhero films out there. Yeah. But the, it's because we're living in a post-Marvel Universe world where everyone expects this Marvel Universe, but like, as I said, there was Iron Man 2, there was the original Captain America is so bad, like, I will fight anyone verbally on the first... The First Avenger. Uh, that's a great it film. Is it is. It is a great film. He's anyway, like, that's he, another discussion. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's so many, like, the Thor... Like, I like I like the Thor movie as a popcorn film, but it is a terrible, like, yeah, plot film like and stuff movies. like that. Yeah, but there's so many Marvel films, and, the, and even before then, they tried for years to try and do... Get a Marvel Universe. It's only until Disney bought and were like, here's some money into Iron Man 1... And then Iron Man 1 was a success. They're like, oh, we can build the world. And now DCs will be forever in this catch-up. Even though their 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 TV worlds are amazing. And mm. I'll I'll have to come and talk to you about TV uh, superheroes another day. Another but like, day, yeah. Because that, that's, that's another thing of this film where I'm like, it's nearly a product of why I'm starting to not watch as many films where it's like, it's hard to fit. Like an opening, a building and an ending in a film nowadays like you watch the daredevil thing and daredevil like they know you're gonna like marathon that like because if you watch individual episodes of daredevil they're average but they know you're gonna watch four episodes in a row so they can do a plot that goes four episodes and four episodes is nearly like five hours and like that's more than a film already well comic books by their nature are a serialized form of storytelling and that obviously lends itself a lot better to TV, which is also that form of storytelling rather than a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Mm. Definitely. I think sort of yeah. it, it has to be a good story to mm. to warrant a movie type of thing, so you can sort of do many sort of good stories or one sort of excellent story, and it, it's probably easier to do four, four good ones than one yeah. excellent one to justify the costs and exactly the whole kerfuffle. Yeah, so with the critical response, I think maybe people had a different idea of... I mean, expectations. They thought they were, were going to get Avengers. Yeah, expectations were sky high for this film. I mean, it would have been a disappointment to just about everyone because it wasn't you know the greatest film of all time, which is what they were expecting. But I think it was much more of a superhero drama film mm. than any, I guess, any of the Marvel or X-Men films have been. Um, well, uh, not X-Men. Of... X-Men, I'll give their... They do a lot of drama, but Marvel films are... You, you 
pop like Marvel the comics that's what they're all are they are action fun like give to anybody and all that but DC's always been that's why I'm I will always say I'm a DC fan over Marvel because they're, they're stories they're about characters and stuff yeah. like that rather than the overall plot of like bang bang shoot shoot we I think win good guys there, there was a lot less action in the film than certainly I was expecting but I really love the uh, dramatic elements to the film that replaced that action I think a film hasn't had this sort of smaller ratio between well, superhero film I mean hasn't had this smaller ratio between action and drama since The Dark Knight, I think. But people were expecting a totally different film from The Dark Knight because of the... Maybe because of the title. I mean, it itself lends itself to more of a popcorn sort of action bash-bash film. Well, saying that, what do you think about Civil War? Is that going to be a much more drama-full... Don't even start about that. Oh, man, I'm hate, I hate the whole idea of this Civil War that they're trying to... Because, like, Civil War was what got me to stop being a DC fan for a while to go to Marvel and then I read Civil War and then from there I wanted to read more Marvel but they're not doing anything to do with the Civil War comic really at all it literally looks like no, they want could... Bucky Captain America's like everyone should, should be given a chance see I, I personally like that that they're making it a, a, a personal no. um, conflict in the film um, The I mean the I'm really looking forward to Civil War but the only thing I'd find a little bit unbelievable is the supposed close friendship that Steve Rogers and Tony Stark have had because in the films they've constantly beat down each other's he's, throats he's, Tony Stark is literally like that one friend in your group that like he's part of the friend group but he's the dick and you're like yeah. you let him in because he's been he's been around there for so long and, stuff and he like, has the money yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he shouts everyone so then like that scene where he's like oh was your friend as well and I was like mm. Hopefully, they actually establish more of a friendship between them in this yeah. film. That's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, he, yeah. Tony sucks just that dick in your friend group that you're like, he's yeah. he's there. But he like, he's starting to be yeah. more grating as well as a character. But like, yeah, if it was like you got to jump in front of a bullet for this person, you'd be like, mm, nah, maybe not. <laughs> nah, I think that maybe when the dust settles again, I'm just. I, it's 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 upsetting to him. Oh, it's not really upsetting. That's it's probably too strong a word to say. But it is a little bit sad how a, a movie that I just love. I mean, I would give this film nine and a half out of ten. That's how much I love it. Um, and it's it's not. I mean, hardly anyone else I've seen is loving the film on that level. And it's really sad that the the critical bashing this film is getting unjustified as well. I mean, you might not think it's a great film, but no, it's still it it's still like a good Green film. Lantern yeah, stuff. that's bullshit. That's fuck. I mean, those. Just hyperbolic nonsense. Those people are dickheads. I don't care what they say. I'm getting rolled up now. I should stop. You should. Because um, the uh, little sound waves on the on the, the computer are just getting out of control. So let's move on. Well, let's, just qu let's, quickly one okay. more point on that before we uh, <laughs> move on. I'm calm. Obviously, your viewpoint may rile you up a bit more. Is Especially you two coming from that DC background probably enjoyed this a lot more than other people. I, I sort of feel I'm halfway in the middle. I enjoyed the movie. I probably won't go back and see it again at the theatres. That's what um, I've heard a lot of times. Oh, would you see it again when it comes out, though? Will you buy it? Will, like, not not just will you see it, but if you, would, would you would, go out and buy Would I buy it or? on... Maybe to see the extended cut. I don't know if I'd buy it, mm. but if someone else bought it, I'd be probably interested to see the extended cut. I'm going to buy it so you can watch it on my, <laughs> my Blu-ray. We should do that. Like, so, watch it when it comes out. And yeah, then and do a, re us do and a review of it. Free review, yeah. Saying it then, um, like, maybe when some more movies have come out and the world's a bit bigger, 
That's what I'm excited and to if, come if, back. If yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm open to the opportunity of getting into it, and then, yeah, maybe I will buy the box set, which has all the, all the different movies in it then. But at this stage, I can't. I can certainly see where the critics are coming from, where it's sort of... I mean, especially people who are sort of traditional film critics who, yeah, who aren't comic, yeah. would would not like this. Especially, yeah, as we said, the editing and that mm. editing like film critics will tear a film apart mm. because of editing. The the editing it does jump around mm. a lot because they've got there's so much in this film to, to to take in. But again, the editing has become less and less severe over the next two times that I've seen the film. But again, I mean. That's just my, the damage my, is done after one. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. All right, so much to discuss about this film that we have overlooked the big event at the end. Yes, the Doomsday Fight, and not only that, but uh, the adaptation of the Death of Superman. Mm, the Death and Return of Superman, probably one of my fa- one of my favorite Superman comics until like the recent years with the more. Yeah. Definitely. Different versions of Superman. Um, but one, it really... One of the most iconic... Yeah, that's like, what I mean. It, sh- well. it showed how much Superman was an icon to everybody around the world. Like, even comic book fans and non-comic book fans at the time when that event happened, like, stopped. And then it became... Like, the death and return became one of the best-selling comics ever of, like, all time. Mm. I'm pretty sure these days some other stuff have overdone it. But, yeah, like... Yeah, and then that scene, it was so, I, I loved it. I like, I was so happy they were doing something bold and stuff like that. That they that they were going to kill off Superman. Like, it, yeah. it gave gravity to that scenario with him saying, I love you, and that I this is my world, this is my purpose, I need to save this world. Such a powerful moment. Yeah, I know. And then they ruined it. Yeah. Exactly. The last... Yep. Second of the movie. Not even that. They just how long they lingered on the funeral, like the funerals, like multiple. They're like, oh, superhero films always have a funeral, so we're gonna have two at the same time. But they lingered on it, and that, I didn't want to say it before, but this is another one where they lingered on it, and even people that had no idea that Superman's gonna come back, I'm pretty sure they're like, they're lingering on this too long. He's coming back. He's not dead. He's not dead. Like, cause they do, they do that in a lot of films where they kill the character, and then right at the end, they're like, oh, he's alive. I'm glad they didn't do the full, like, he comes out of the coffin and said... Because that's going to be a long process, then, yeah, I think. Yeah, I know. But, like, yeah, life. they ruined it. They should have just... I, I literally turned to my missus and I was like, they need to cut it here, cut it here, cut, 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 cut. And it just kept going and they flipped from funeral to funeral to funeral to funeral. I was like, he's going to come out. Like, I, I was, like, whispering to my missus. He's like, he's going to come alive. Like, they're going to ruin this, mm. the gravity of all this scenario. Yes, they, they, they tried to do, like, an inception moment with the spinning top where, like... But like because they lingered so long, you know he's coming back. Hmm. Like, like for, for me, it wasn't like it was that last second mm. where the, the dirt comes back off. They the didn't thing. need to do that. If you, you could probably think, well, you can't kill Superman. He probably probably well, going to come. The comics back. they left him dead for hmm. a long time and after I mean, the death of Superman. What, yeah. what I feel they should have done is cut that last second off. I mean, maybe edit the funeral down, like you say. It, it wobbled, probably was a bit on the nose that long, but. Cut that last second out so it's not like, oh, yeah, he's definitely coming back. And then, like in The Two Towers, Lord of the Rings, like, shit's gone down, bam, Superman just appears. Yeah. And then there's maybe a little flashback of sort of him sort of reviving or however he, he does come back to it. But just that 
Yeah, the Gandalf. Of. Yeah, that's yeah. like the Gandalf moment when Gandalf's back and you're like, oh my god, he's back. Like, it's oh. like, oh, shit's got real. How are we going to get this? Like, and you then... really believe Gandalf was gone forever. Yeah. Like, when he died. Mm. That was it. And then, like, it was so... And that, yeah, and it gave more gravity to when he came back. And now, mm. when, when they bring Superman back, they're going to be like, oh, well, we yeah, knew. Well, we saw the dirt rise. Like, it's mm. not going to be that. Because, like... When the first time in the comics, when the because multiple Superman show up in the comics, when the return of Superman and all of them are different yeah. versions and stuff like. But but speaking of which, I did like the silver crest on the black coffin because that's reminiscent of his black suit that mm. he wears when he when he does return. Mm. But yeah, like anyway. it was very like emotional for people when they were like, "Oh my god, he is back! He is back! If he didn't, they wouldn't kill him! Oh my god!" Like now in comics, they kill people off and bring him back all the goddamn time. Mm. But yeah, that's what I mean. They should have left him dead at the end, and then. But now they're not having like we'll talk about it in the future. But they're not having an individual Superman film anymore, and that's why I'm a bit worried for the Justice League film. Now they're going to spend a lot of time bringing Superman back and stuff like that, and I'm just like, Ugh. well, Zack Snyder explained why he killed Superman at the end because he likes the idea more so of Batman being the one, Batman and Wonder Woman you forming the, the Justice League without. The invulnerability of Superman—it's—it's it's more of a challenge to bring everyone back. But I—and—and and, and from from what he's said, it, this is going to be Batman's Seven Samurai film. Um, oh. Doing air, air quotes on a on a an audio <laughs> podcast really helps, by the way. So he so Batman's going to be the main one to go out and get get them all, and it 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 it'll be more challenging. That's what Snyder says yeah. for Batman to convert everyone without this you know beacon of hope that Superman is. So now that we've discussed the uh, the film in all its spoilerific details, let's talk about the spoilerific trailers. It really was well, too. The spoilerific trailer. Yeah, the um, first one was good, and, yeah. but that was the one that was pined. Like everyone was like, "Oh, this I don't like the look of what where they're going with this Batman vs Superman." And that's what I said to you that I reckon the studio told Snyder they have to put. Wonder Woman and Doomsday in the next trailer because I don't see Zack wanting to like reveal those things. Like they, they would have been, they would near, they would have been even better than the Flash like reverse time kind of like things like that one. I like my missus. I was like, oh, when, they, when it was Flash, I was like, oh my god, and she's like looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you don't understand. It's the future, and he's coming back, and he's and he's wearing his injustice know, um, uniform oh, as well. I know, suit. but then yeah, imagine like the like. We knew Wonder Woman was going to be in it, but we thought it was going to be glorified cameo, kind of like the rest of the Justice League. And then for her to show up at that end bit in her full armor, and you just be like, "Oh my god!" But we knew it from the film, from the trailer. Like, yeah, I, I was holding out hope that there was enough else in the film that the trailers wouldn't have spoiled too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Superman's death, which wasn't spoiled, but yeah, they they, they didn't need that second trailer. And do, yeah, Doomsday. Doomsday. In the Doomsday as well. just would have yeah. been. Especially Superman fan, like Doomsday in general is a big DC thing, but like for Superman fans, Doomsday is like finally like apart from like Brainiac is like the only one who can really match Superman mono a mono and stuff like that. Metallo, Metallo sometimes. Zod, oh he's gone now. Yeah, Zod's dead. Bizarro. <laughs> yeah, well that's why I thought. Yeah, I thought maybe there was a Bizarro. He was going to be a Bizarro and stuff like that. Well, so. there, there there are going to be future Man of Steel solo films. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, because no, they they have confirmed that there's there are solo Batman and solo Superman films coming. Yeah, but they've so, slated the Batman ones already. They they are slating the Superman ones. I'm pretty sure past 2020. Like apart from they they haven't given an official yeah. date for the Batman ones. Mm. But they they say that both of them are coming before 2020. Really? Oh, yeah. cool. I hope a Superman one comes soon. Yeah, because I I would think that Brainiac would be a good villain. 
for that. It's hard to do. It'd be so hard to do. And then also the worry, like studios always worry about space. That's why yeah. like the the Green Lantern m- movie was so terrible because they don't want to base stuff in space because they studios are all like, oh, there needs to be a human factor, it needs to be Earth, or people can't like. And the, the Guardians of the Galaxy disproved that completely. So yeah. I'm like, that's why I'm hope we live in this world now. We've had good space stuff. That like mm. hasn't been tied to Earth. That have been Star good. Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's what I mean. But it's it's well known that studios, if they can, will try and base it around Earth. Mm. And that's where Greenland in the comics never on Earth ever, apart from the other Greenlands that are like dedicated. But Hal Jordan is always space battle, always space adventures, and they yeah. That's why that movie was absolutely terrible because they tried to make it an Earth one. As we've already sort of bled into that subject, let's talk about the future of the DC Extended Universe. Oh, I'm so excited. Next year, Wonder Woman. Oh. Yeah, so next film coming up is Suicide Squad, August this year. Oh, totally forgot about that. And yeah. that looks Ho- amazing. That, that Hopefully looks... our DC's version of Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like kind yeah. of totally out of left field, nobody's going to be like, eh. and then it's just going to be this like super amazing, super funny isn't it ironic that 2016 is the year that superheroes can't get along but supervillains can? Yeah. <laughs> um, that that looks to be a, oh. a total tonal shift from Batman v Superman. More of a... It depends. Because the two trailers are very tonally different. The first trailer is very Batman v Superman and the second one with like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and oh, like that was fantastic. What a oh, great use trailer. of that. That yeah. looks very Guardians of the Galaxy and I'm just like, yep. Yeah. So excited. Like, Suicide Squad's something I've never... Like, I've always read if they needed to be tied into the main events going on in DC, but I've never really delved... I know most of the characters, some of them less so, like Crocodile and stuff like that, and... What's the flame dude? I can't even remember the um, dude. El Diablo. Yeah, El Diablo, and then... Slipknot. Slipknot, yeah. Those, that's what Enchantress. I mean. Enchantress. It's those kind of... No, I know a lot of... Enchantress is in a lot of DC stuff, but those ones are, like, B-grade... Heroes and stuff like same with Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody really reads. Gu- it got cancelled just before the film, like the comic. Like they were making no money, and now they had to redo the comic after it got popular again. And despite all the reporters when they were doing interviews saying, "Yeah, I've been re- reading Guardians of the Galaxy for years. I've been a, a big oh, fan." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but we don't know yet what the time frame of that film is where, where, where it takes it, place I mean it's after Man of Steel because there's a mention of Superman in the trailer it looks like a two part or film like the f- I reckon the first half of the film is going to be a Harley origin story because fangirls she's so love, popular love the Harleys it's, it's always Deadpool and Harley at any convention you go if you don't see one of those characters at a any geek nerd sci-fi convention you're at the wrong place they're yeah. obviously Something wrong at that place. <laughs> One of those characters aren't there. But yeah, so I'm excited. I've never been a Harley fan, but then I know this is going to like shock so many people. Never been a Joker fan at all. <gasps> oh my God. No. He's so... I'm outraged. Yeah, I know. He's mm. just to me... Like, I'll, I'll shorten it. To me, to me, he is like predictably unpredictable. Mm. Very manic. Yeah. Like, he has no... I like characters with a... Per- like, I'm one of those people that like the third Batman film rather than the second Batman film. Because I like Bane over Joker. Because Bane is a character that I can understand. He has a purpose, a plan. I just, I get Joker's unpredictable, but like, I don't care. Like, I want a plan. Bane Mm. took Joker's want for chaos and destruction Mm. and anarchy and actually implemented it. Mm. it That's what I mean, yeah. Like, so then, I don't like Harley 
because I don't like Joker. She's yeah. just a girl version of Joker. And then I've never understood her, like, she's nearly like a slave to Joker. And I'm just like, I like a, char- a female character that's the boss. Why do I love Wonder Woman? Nobody messes with Wonder Woman. But how yeah. these days in the comics, she's changed and stuff like that. But it looks like they're doing... It looks like they're doing that version of Harley where she's with Joker at the start because you see her go into the pits and stuff like that. Yeah, that that looks like a weird, trippy scene. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's I, I think, New, DC, New 52's version where she gets dipped in the same stuff oh, that Joker gets dipped in. And goes insane. Mm. But then, yeah, and then, so, and then it looks like the, ne- the rest part of the film is her locked up years after being captured and then finally let out and now she's like finding her new place without Joker and it like, looks like Joker might come in to try and maybe convince her to come back and stuff like that. There's she's just going her own way. still so much unknown. About <sighs> I know, that's why I'm like, I, I'm kind of going to go silent because I don't want yeah, another... Don't Bat- want another trailer. Batman vs Superman 2 trailer where it did ruin a lot of good points for that. Yeah, movie. I don't think I'm... Because... Batman v Superman, my in- interest could in that film could never be dampened at all. So I didn't mind seeing all the TV spots and everything like that because I knew that they would hold some stuff back. I thought they would have held well, a, a, bit, a bit more than that's they actually did. I thought it's a whole misdirection and yeah. stuff like that, those trailers, and they weren't. And that's, yeah, ruined it kind of for me. I would have loved to be like surprised because up until that trailer, I really thought Wonder Woman was going to be like, Right at the end, maybe a cameo, like give mm. them some advice. But no, there she is in her full armor. As much as that, I've loved it. it no, was, that armor was amazing. I would have loved to just not seen it till it happened in the big screen. So the Wonder Woman solo film, June 2017. I know, and I'm excited to see what origin story they use, whether Clay Girl or uh, Zeus's daughter. Um, there is connection to Greek mythology, so oh, there, it's always it's always been Greek mythology, be... but. In one, oh, her mum builds her out of clay, and it's then weird. that's yeah. Well, that's the main. It was for ages, and then the new Fifty Two changed it. They like joked about it that she thought she was made of clay, and then she finds out in the comics that she's actually the daughter of Zeus and her mum. Right. So she's like Hercules, and that made it even better for me because I was like, yes. So in the film, she's um, Hippolyta's daughter. Yeah. I don't know exactly who Hippolyta is, but uh, the queen of the Amazonians. There we go. Yeah. At least part of the film is going to be set during World War One. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, but there are rumours that other parts of the film are set during and after Batman v Superman. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see sort of how it fits in with the timeline, and even if it is set before the 20th century as well, because it is Hopefully still being slated as uh, at least part partly an origin story. Because mm. so. World War One is the perfect thing, because it's like the time when. It were literally tanks and a horse and a guy in knight's armor going at each other. Like it was such a war where like it was the changing into the industrial area, but some countries still didn't have enough, so they literally send people out on a horse and knight's armor to like go to the battlefield. So like somebody in an Amazonian outfit with a sword and a shield going is stu- is not going to be as suspicious as like a World mm. War Two. Like if World yeah. War Two she was riding around with a horse and sword and shield, everyone would be like. Captain America. So we're gonna remember so this chick and stuff like that. But plus, then, yeah, if, if they went with World War Two, there would be a similar aesthetic to Captain uh, America. So, what do you think about Wonder Woman? Look, excited. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never seen a lot to do with Wonder Woman. Yeah, me neither. Um, from what I saw in this movie, 
um, look pretty badass, which appeals to me. It looked like a, um, yeah, certainly if, if it's of similar tones, it, it could be a great movie. But again, I, th I think we touched on it before with, with trailers, but they spoil so much. And I think sometimes it's good just going in, not seeing anything. Oh, yeah, I'm not and... seeing anything more. I've seen the TV spot with her, like, riding down yeah. and thing, and that's all I want to know now. I'm yep. not watching... I. Uh, I let my curiosity kill me with Batman vs Superman because I, I said the same thing. I was like, I'm not gonna. Watch, I, I kind of understand where we're going with this. Don't want to know. And then like the the, that, the trailer two came out and everyone was like, Oh my god, this this this. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. And then yeah, I regret completely watching the trailer. <laughs> so to round off 2017 for DC, there is the Big Kahuna. Justice League, November 2017. What's up? What's up? You a little bit hesitant about it because of this film? I was. I was so excited until this film when they did kill Batman. They did kill Superman, and then there's no solo Superman film because I want the plot line of Justice League War. Like, yeah, okay. Like, literally, like the mother boxes start appearing over the world. The superheroes individually kind of find them, and then they know of each other. But then they, they meet because of the mother boxes and then the beautiful and, scenes and, of and like... And because of Darkseid coming to uh, Earth. Yeah. And then, because we kind of know, maybe it's this film or maybe it's the next one that Darkseid's definitely coming. Yeah. The Amiga and then with the end scene with um, Lex Luthor where he's like, he knows he's coming and he knows the god is dead. So he he's coming. says he's hungry. Now, that could refer to Brainiac and that could refer to Darkseid because Brainiac is, Actually, is hungry work. for more worlds to, to, con mm. to control. I would have said maybe Brainiac, but then because of the Amiga symbols and stuff like that, and the mother box itself. We've seen one mother box already in the yeah. cyber, Cyborg's origin snippet and all that. So mother boxes are already on Earth. Yeah, so it, it is probably Darkseid, but um, yes, yeah, I wonder how many films Darkseid would, would be fighting Justice League in. It's weird because Darkseid Dark is literally like a Thanos yeah. caliber, and yet they've done a lot of films to build to Thanos. Tha Thanos is not going to li live up to the hype with the amount of building up that they're... I know, that's... Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, it's too again, long. But then again, him with the Infinity Gauntlet is actually like... He's like probably Darkseid power when they're... With it, but with the Infinity Gauntlet, he's God, literally. Like he can bend reality, time, space, everything. Oh, mm, well, he's got yeah, all yeah. those gems. So he, it I reckon, would... the first film will be a catalyst of like this civil war where nobody's together. So Thanos is going to come in, wreck shit, and then the second film, everyone in the Avengers will come together. And I kind of wanted that for this film, for part one and part two of Justice League, where they kind of all apart they sort of coming together like the f the best scene in the comic when Green Lantern's coming down to like inspect this like guy who's done the and then Batman comes in and like stops the robber and stuff like that and he's like holy crap you're Batman yeah. Batman's real like I didn't <laughs> even know you were real and stuff like that and then when they meet up with like then the two of them are like oh we'll come together I kind of know this like superhuman being that he might know what this box is and stuff like that. So they go to find Superman and then Superman rocks up because he finds a box and he's like, you guys did this and they fight and then Green Lantern and Superman fight for like two seconds while Batman's trying to stop them because it's Batman. He's like a human so he's like having trouble stopping these two superpowers. Yeah. And then yeah, when all these superheroes come together and have like the tiniest mini fights which are nearly like the Batman vs Superman fight. And it's just like, oh, yeah, and I just don't see it happening in that manner now because they kind of already put Batman and Wonder Woman together and then they know and then it looks like he's going to go hunt all the Justice League before these events will bring them together and stuff like that so I don't know yeah it, it would be funny if Darkseid makes an appearance in part Justice League part one because um, 
they they would have played the Thanos card before Marvel. Yeah. Well, they or, can... or, or, however, Thanos was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, yes. a little bit, but he didn't really do anything. But they could, they can kind of break. The first movie doesn't have to have Dark Seed. It literally has to be the invasion on Earth from yeah. the armies of Dark Seed and stuff like that. And literally, the film can end with them taking Superman away through the the what are the what are the portal the mother box portals to Apocalypse. And then which is which is the planet that Darkseid um, yeah, rules from. over. Yeah. But yeah, and literally could end the film there with all of them going like, we've got to go rescue him and we've got to come together to fight. Because like, they all try to fight the army individually. Like, I'm Batman, I'm going to fight him this way. I'm Flash, I'm going to run around and think. And it's only at the end of that part of the comic where they finally start doing teamwork together. Like, they use what's-the-name to distract Darkseid enough and they fly out, spin around him and then blah, blah, blah. Because... Individually, none of them are nowhere. Not even Superman's really dark sea power until he gets angry and he unleashes his power. And blah blah blah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm a bit worried now. I'm worried for the universe they build. Like I'm happy for the universe they're building, but I'm worried about this Justice League film and who's going to do it. Well, Snyder's already been uh, confirmed to to direct it because it's starting filming on the 11th of April. Oh yeah, because he's not doing one way woman woman is he? No, no. Who's doing that? Do you know? Patty Jenkins. She did Monster with Charlize Theron. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I know. So they're getting really good talent now. In terms of Superman coming back to life, do you think it's going to happen in part one? And what kind of Superman are we going to get? See, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I reckon they're going to waste time bringing him back and stuff like that. But then if you bring him back too quick, then it's like... The impact of The it. impact. So it's like... Are we going to have an evil Superman come back like oh. we did in... But um, oh, Unless these events that this Flash kind of thing... I, you've seen it three times. What does he say? Because I know he says Lois. And then it's like, what else does he say? Somebody keep... like a Lo- lot of, He says Lois the is the keen. Lo- Lois Lane. He said, I'm too soon. Oh. I'm too soon. So... Because everyone thought it said something about a suit, and then everyone's theories was like Lex Luthor's going to use the technology from Batman's suit to build his own suit, and then yeah. he's going to kill Superman proper this time, and then or like convince or we'll do something to Superman with the suit or something like that. He said too soon, so maybe he was supposed to come back after Superman dies. See, this is my theory: an evil Superman is is going to be resurrected. He's going to be controlled. By Darkseid or, or, or used by Darkseid to try and take over the planet for Darkseid to come in and, and do his thing. But Lois Lane is the key to Superman realising his humanity again. That's why he still says Lois Lane is the key. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's what I think is going to happen. And then Superman join. Maybe Superman fights the other members of the Justice League. That would be a fucking epic fight. Because saving Darkseid for part two... <sighs> maybe... I only like Superman fighting them when he's actually evil. Like, Injustice and... What's he got? Kingdom Come and stuff yeah. like that. When he's genuinely evil. Because then he can use the full extent of his abilities. Because when he's not evil, he... That's always, like, the theorem with Superman. Like, he is, like, actually God, pretty much. Mm. Because... But he is humanised and he tries to contain his own powers because he's too scared of his own powers and stuff like that. I, so when yeah. he's ever evil, he's always, like, awesome. Yeah, I just think um, we are going to get an evil Superman coming back, and uh, just see that's going to be the big fight of Justice League Part One, and then Justice League Part Two is when Darkseid finally comes in and says, "Okay, enough mm. mucking around. Let's let's do yeah, this." Yeah, maybe it is that the Darkseid reanimates him with an evil influence, 
then at the end of part one, sort of regains his humanity with Lois being the key, and then he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. In the uh, get the Infinity Gauntlet out of the cupboard as Thanos <laughs> would and goes and does it himself. Because uh, the writer of the film, Chris Terrio, has said that this is going to have a lighter tone than Batman v Superman. Because Batman v Superman so. was was the Empire Strikes Back, he said, of the trilogy, mm. starting with Man of Steel, and then it's going to have a bit of a lighter tone. Uh, of course, with characters like the Flash. Yeah, you can't be completely evil with Flash. Yeah. That, that's why when everyone, before they cast new people, when they were like thinking of using... Uh, Grant Gus, like when everyone was like, maybe we can use Grant Gustin from the TV show. Like that tone is way too peaceful yeah. and happy and stuff like that. But then that is Flash. That's why, like, when everyone gets different coloured, uh, what do you call it, lantern rings, he becomes hope because he is always the symbol of hope inside mm. the, what do you call it? Even though he's superpowered, he's nearly the humanizing factor in the Justice League because Batman, even though he is the human one, is not the human factor no, he's, he's the dark side of humanity <laughs> yeah. now I've heard that Green Lantern won't show, show up until Justice League another, Part 2 that's another thing where I'm like yeah they're not going to put Green Lantern in number 1 and Hal Jordan is such a good character like I used to hate Hal Jordan but in the reference of the Justice League he is such a good part and He's just yeah. Maybe in order to fight Darkseid in part two, they're going to have to enlist the help of the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's the theory that they maybe. might use. They might not use Hal Jordan. They might use um, Kyle Rayner and John Stewart. John Stewart. If they use John Stewart, John Stewart is probably my second favorite like character. Not him. Idris Elba. Oh, he's just, <laughs> and he's the yeah the first black comic book character that didn't have black in his name yeah yeah he was he was the first like every other black character before then had black like black panthers black adam black manta mm, all of them had black in their name and stuff like that he was the first one and then him and green and green arrow in their own comics that they did together that was when i was a kid somebody was showing me and i was like oh wow like comics can be about real issues and stuff like that rather than like Batman, uh, I punch you, you punch me, superhero win and stuff like that. And Zap pow. Yeah. Like, to me, Jon Stewart is such an amazing character and, like, he's such a deep... He's the silent type, but it's because he has such deep issues and stuff like that of, mm. like, he thinks he's not good enough and he never can save enough people and stuff like that. So to have Jon Stewart in... That's why everyone, when they were casting back in the day, thought when they cast The Rock into the DC world that he might be Jon Stewart. But he's playing Black Adam. I think that's a good uh, good choice for, for Black Adam because no matter who you get as Shazam now, they're going to be outmatched, at least physically, against The Rock. Well, Black Adam, Black Adam is such an like, amazing character. He's, one, he's probably my, one of my favourite villains because he's one of those villains who's not a villain. Like He is like always trying to do the right thing for the world, but through the bad, worst means. Like He's an unjustified the means kind of like, guy. Like Zod. No... No, no he, he's a lot more peaceful than Zod. He, does, okay. he will not wipe, wipe a race <laughs> off, but like... And he can go toe-to-toe with Superman because his power is based in magic. magic. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he does better usually. It's only... Usually they have to get someone else in to do the Say Shazam thing. Yeah, because isn't there a short film where Superman's fighting Black Adam and he's losing... Because Black Adam's hunting Billy Batson because he's found out that Billy Batson is the Shazam kid. Yeah. And... It's, it's an animated short before one of the a- animated films, I'm pretty sure. And what else have we got on the slate, though, coming up? 2018, we've got Flash and Aquaman. Is that, that's when Aquaman is. That's one of the Yeah, most now, for. both of those films are set after Justice League Part 1. 
Like, I know they want to be different from Marvel, but, like, man, if the method works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but there is more one yeah. than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, I know. But... The right way and the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> we've quite, kind of seen in Batman vs Superman that this is kind of the wrong way to try and put too much into one film and... I think there was a lot of acceleration in this film. I don't think it's going to be that rate of acceleration. Because it used to be Man, um, Man of Steel 2, this film. And then over like the years, it changed to Batman vs Superman and stuff mm. like that. It was originally slated as Man, Man of Steel 2. And then I think they were like, well, it did well enough, Man of Steel. Maybe we build this DC Universe. And that's why I think it was also maybe the popularity of the previous Batman. Mm. Mm. Maybe wanted to um, incorporate that into it a bit. And what do you reckon... Yeah, what are they going to do with Flash? I don't know. See, uh, I, I don't know enough about the Flash Because it's, it's, a, it's a very young Flash. Yeah, he's early 20s or something, mm. isn't he? Yeah. It, but, might, it might even be a... That's what I mean. Like, maybe they're going to be, like, second generations of their thing. Like, it might be a Wally West. No, he's confirmed to be playing he's, Barry he's Allen. Barry? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, uh, are there any other aspects of the future of this universe that you have questions about or that you want to discuss? No, I'm excited. I'm happy for anything. I'm so excited because the the animated movies are so good. That's why. Yeah. That's another reason why I'm so like yeah critical on this because the animated movies are amazing. Why don't mm. they just literally adapt the? Well, I I think Suicide Squad looks to be a, at least a partial adaptation of. Assault on Arkham. Uh, and, assault it, on Arkham yeah. and if they can do a, an adaptation of Assault on Arkham, that that's is one of the ones I haven't watched amazing. for the exact reason why I don't want it to spoil mm. Suicide Squad for me. Just in case it oh, is yeah. toe for toe. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But yeah, there's so many like yeah, War and all, Doom. Much, yeah, Doom. Doom would be amazing. Oh. Justice League Doom. It's it's the for um, those who don't is know. Is that the contingency plan? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically I think that's Towerfall in the comics. Is it called Tower of Battle? Yeah. So it's basically a situation where um, Vandal Savage, this guy who's lived for thousands and thousands of years, he's accumulated enough wealth in order to... And no, he just breaks into Batman's... So he brings... He breaks into Batman's cave and Batman has a plan for every... Yeah, but his... his web... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and he true. steals Batman's plans of how you would stop... He, Batman, would oh, yeah, go about stopping every superhero. And then, and then the rest of the Justice League is super pissed at Batman for having the... <laughs> Contingency plans contingency on them, yeah. Plans. yeah. And that's another... What, what, uh, in the comic, it's a lot more detailed and all that because they change Wonder Woman's one. I don't know why. But yeah, because at the end, he show, Batman takes uh, Superman in because they're talking about, like, Superman comes around and is like, oh, yeah, I need you to hold on to this kryptonite for me because, like, I may go bad. And then Batman's like, I need you for here for one more reason. He opens Wonder Woman's drawer and he's like... And then Bat- and Superman's like... There's nothing in there. And I'm like, exactly. He goes, you're the only contingency plan I have for Wonder Woman. I'm like, oh, hmm. oh yeah. <laughs> She's so badass. Because <laughs> <laughs> they literally just have her hallucinate into thinking there's so many warriors around her. And so she just continuously Cheetah? fights them. Yeah, continuously oh. fights. In in the comic, it's warriors, I'm pretty sure. But she just fights them day and night. Like, and just stays in that eternal loop. That's the only way he can get her to and stay in, out of it. In the animated film, they have that great, great moment where um, the big weapon that's about to fire at Earth or something um, out out in space, um, Superman says, well, I could just, you know, move the planet across a bit. And Batman says, even if I had a week, I, I couldn't explain all the reasons why that is such a terrible idea. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. 
All right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, thank you for coming along this journey with us. This, that was a long one. This, this has gone for over two hours so far, so this is a, a huge step up from the first episode. I hope you've you've all uh, made it this far and have enjoyed what we have uh, have talked about. So thank you to Nathan. That's all right. Thank you to Patrick Not a for joining in. Always a pleasure. And if you want to get in touch with me... Um, I'm at Geekdom Come on uh, Twitter. I'm um, Facebook page Geekdom Come. And also um, you can get in touch with me via my email, alexnaoum88 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.